Welcome back to the 10 Podcast with Michael and Adam and Robbie, and I guess the other like honorary member of the show at this point. It's quickly becoming. Though. Yes, it is Dustin Nixon. How's it going, guys? What's up? Doing pretty good. So, I think Dusty's along for the ride on a good portion of this show. Yeah. So, typically what we would do is talk to our guest about the guest topic. No. But we're not going to do that because Adam went to Texas. Yep. And you went to Super Lap Battle. And I hung out with Dustin. You hung out with Dustin. Yep. But apparently you have a bone to pick with him about something. Well, I just... <sighs> before you do that, before you do that, I've changed the name of the opener. It's the Lone Star Question Round. <laughs> because apparently Not Adam... Not to be confused with, with the Rapid Fire Question Round. Right. It might be at the same pace, but well, it's the, un- lo- it's the Lone Star... Wait, Lone Star Rapid... What was it? I don't remember what we have, what we call... The thing uh, you did with Hayward that yeah, took no, 20 I, minutes? There's a word for it, and I can't think of it for some reason. Lightning so, round. Lightning yeah, round. Yeah, oh, the Lone is. Star yeah. Lightning round. Are you shitting <laughs> Shit, me? Yeah. That's what it is. should go back and start the show over. It's the Lone Star Lightning round. With That's Adam's good. opener That's presented good. by Factor Fabrication. Okay, Adam. Start your rant about okay, whatever so, it is you're going to rant about. Okay, for, first off, okay, I, have to, I have to preface this by saying that we have a saying in Texas that if you drive an hour in any direction from Austin... You get back to real Texas. Yeah, see, that's what I—that's so. what I kind of had the feeling of. I think Austin is very much not the place for Adam Nielsen. Why is not? It, is it the place for Michael Beck? It is so the place Hell for yeah. Michael Beck. <laughs> what about me? I don't know that you'd like it either. To be completely, could I live ten minutes outside of Austin? And I don't get the think best ten minutes worlds. far enough away. I think there's too damn many people. Well, if I get 10 minutes away from That's all the people. That's not far enough away, Do they Robbie? talk too much about mineral-infused water, but not in an ironic way? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I try not to talk to very many of them. What's Okay, Dusty, what's the problem with, with, with Austin people? They're obviously different. I think everybody's on the same page there, but why are they different? Yeah, so I, I personally, I lean like kind of between. Um, Austin kind of takes it to the extreme of the... Um, hippie, uh, hipster kind of uh, approach to life, I guess you would say. But um, yeah, just in general, Texas is pretty conservative. And then there's like just little pockets where people just go to the far extreme, the other direction, and they like to uh, just kind of lay it all on the line at all times and all aspects of their life. So, but I, I still, I, I love Austin, but I don't know that I could live there, I guess is the way I would put it. I think that's probably the best Way to describe that. So, like, <clears throat> we'll just get into it, right? Yeah. So, w- I drove down there Friday. We cannonballed down there Friday afternoon. Me and a couple of my buddies from Sioux Falls, uh, Josh Vettis, Ryan Seiler, who I did the champ car race with this summer. Um, we get down there Friday night, get in our hotel room. Everything's fine. There's a couple of drifty boys in the parking lot. We know we're where we need to be, right? Perfect. Excellent. We wake up the next morning. Uh, track goes hot at eight. So we wanted to be there a little bit before that, of course. Right. Yes. So we left our hotel about seven or seven fifteen, And, uh, before leaving, we ran through the continental breakfast and decided that was not for us as you often do at cheap motels. Right. <clears throat> and then, so we we're like, milk, milk doesn't have to be cold. Like, I don't, I don't know how, how, why you're being so picky. I don't agree with that well, wait a second. <laughs> 
Dustin, are you saying that milk does not have to be cold? Like seriously, or in the, in the eyes of the ingest. cheap hotel, milk does not have to. Yeah, be cold. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. It was sitting on ice an hour and a half ago. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. He's it was right cold. about that. I just, I mean, when it when was breakfast cold. started at seven, it was cold. It's nine thirty now, but that's well, not I the was, point. It was, it was seven when we went through there. <laughs> it started at it six, was, and it wasn't that good. Well, speaking of times that things start, so we get, we we're driving down the road. And we're like, oh look, a Sonic. Sonic's got breakfast. Great, let's just stop there because we weren't really sure what was, you know, between us and the racetrack. So we were just going to take the first thing we found. We weren't going to be picky about it. It was going to be great. We stop at the Sonic. Uh, I quick Googled it before we stopped there. It says it opens at 7 a.m. It's now 7.45. So we should be, should be golden, right? No problem. Yeah, so we park it and we get out and we're like, well, you know, there's three of us. There's going to be multiple orders. Let's just go to that thing in the middle where you can stand and make your order instead of doing it from the car because that'll be confusing and annoying and we didn't want to do that, right? So we go over to that and that board's not even powered up. Bad start. So, okay, whatever. Maybe that was just broken. Shit happens, right? So we go back to the car and we I get ready to push the button and this... <laughs> Sorry, it just totally derailed you. Robbie put this thing on the screen that's one of those Google search bars, and it says, why is Austin so? And then the person stopped typing, and then the first four <laughs> options are liberal, expensive, windy, and great. <laughs> <laughs> but the lady comes over the intercom, she goes, oh, yeah, uh, we're not open yet. And I was like, it's 745. You guys have been open for 45 minutes. Well, we're not serving food yet. All right, fine. So we get back in the car and we leave, right? And there's a Jack in the Box right across the street. Jack in the Box is open I, all the time. I think it's open they 24 ever hours a day. It's like a Denny's, eh? Do they have breakfast or are you just eat burgers? No, which have, I don't really You care. can do breakfast all day. You can get anything on their menu anytime that they're oh, open. Well, That's one golden. of the things that Jack in the Box is so proud of, right? Okay. So we walk in the front door. Again, multiple orders. Don't want to deal with a drive through because yep. that's annoying and no one likes that. Yep. So we walk in the front door and we're standing there kind of like looking over the menu because you know we don't have jack-in-the-boxes around here, so this is new to us. And uh, the kid like peeks around the corner from the drive-thru and he's like, oh, we don't have any of the cash register. Mind you, the door says they open at 6 a.m. It's now <laughs> 8 o'clock, right? So it's been open for two fucking hours. And the kid's like, oh, uh, no one's logged into these uh cash registers up front yet i'm just in the drive-thru right now and i was like okay well so can you take our orders and you know go over to the register that's right around the corner five feet away from where i'm standing right here and type it in and then serve me my food and oh well let me get through this line of people and i was like what no there's like eight people in this line and so we just left because that clearly wasn't going to do it for me either and so then we went to a burger king and they were finally able to get me something. And we were happy, right? We got our breakfast. Life was great-ish. They French, didn't, French toast sticks? They were completely out of any caffeinated beverage, which does what? not work for me. Well, I mean, they probably had coffee. But on their little well, that's your own fault, pin and farina soda machine, there was no caffeinated beverage on it. So I still had to go to the gas station <laughs> next door to get my caffeinated beverage. But we were like, okay, next morning... All right, we're just going to go straight for the Burger King, right? Burger King did us strong. We get there. According to the door, they should have been open for the last hour and a half. Doors are locked. <laughs> what is wrong with Austin and me eating breakfast? <laughs> That's hey. because everybody wants to eat free-range Bacon and pasteurized or non-pasteurized. Well, that's eggs. what we were wondering. That's, that's like, the problem. Like, if you had gone to a hipster joint, yeah, I think that we needed to go downtown where Dustin took us Saturday night. 
And we probably would have been golden. Or maybe you should have gone to the farm. Oh, is that what you got to yeah. do? Yeah, and then like yeah, a, a, nice, the a nice hipster man will come out. No, man, these are like different kind of hipsters. They're like really rich. Oh, no, they're Texas hipsters. They're super rich. They wear Carhartt vests. I saw it in right. person. It's so what, a thing. The, what, they'll, <laughs> what they'll do, Track Dad wears Carhartt vests, but it's because he works outside. Well, yeah, that's totally They're doing it ironically. No, yeah. They had white ones. What? Yeah. So Saturday night, Dustin and his wife are like, his wife was really antsy about getting out of the track. I think she was really hungry. Maybe. Yeah, we were... Uh, we were needing food. <laughs> yeah, she was real. Like she was like, yeah, that's great. Everyone, let's <laughs> just get out of here. Yeah, like let's go. Yep. Let's just get out of here. You know, we're all like standing around, kind of milling about, talking to each other. And uh, yeah, she could she could tell that you guys had that that Midwest car guy thing going on where you would yeah, just stand there we'll and there talk for forever hours. unless for somebody hours. just yeah. finally said no. <laughs> yeah. And so finally she was able to corral us all the vehicles and we left. Uh, and then we we met up downtown. Uh, or I don't know uh, on Hipster Row there, wherever that South was. South Con- South Congress is technically yeah. the, uh, the neighborhood. And we ate pizza at this place called the Home Slice, which was really great pizza. Um, but it's right next door to like this boutique store. Great, right? And they had white Carhartt vests in their Man. front window. <laughs> I wish I had seen that. I really wish I had. I seen think that. you can get those at Farm and Fleet. <laughs> well, yeah, white but this ones? was at a boutique, like place right yeah but the markup at the farm and fleet is a little bit less than it yeah. is at just the south tab. congress yeah. boutique for sure <laughs> is that it right there robbie is that the no it's just some random model with this stupid carhartt <laughs> is it a, it's a white car it wasn't jacket, like though. vividly no, white it was kind of off white uh, but it was like still a, like white. a cream color yeah yeah mm-hmm. was, i mean if it's if you but wear it was a white, made out of like the regular carhartt fabric and everything it's just like i can't Texas sounds awesome. I can't take this seriously. But Carhartt's like nobody's gonna fucking buy these, and then they had <laughs> all these like sold out fashion companies calling them and like we, we would like to order uh, ten thousand, ten thousand of these, please. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So we got to talk about Bucky's because I have questions. So Lone Star Lightning Round, go. Uh, is that like a, a chain place? Are there a bunch of those? Yeah, so they are all throughout Texas, and I think there's some outs. There might be a few outside of Texas now, but yeah. Okay. So f- for a long time, they were only like around like Houston and kind of just off the off the beaten path of where I normally went to. So I didn't ever actually go to one until a few years ago, and now we have them popping up everywhere. We actually have three of them building up in our general area within like an hour of me. So we stopped at the one that's literally across the street from Texas Motor Speedway, uh-huh. um, which I think is right there in, in Dustin's neck of the woods, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, give, give or take. It's about 30 minutes away. Right. But. In Iowa, that's right next door, basically. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Down the street. In Texas, I realize that's like literally just walking across the street. But um, So this place... You know, like if you go into your local grocery store and you go over to their deli and meat area and they've got that big meat counter, right? And it's mm-hmm. got the glass curved top and they've got all this different sliced yes. uh, lunch meats and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Right? So they had one of those counters. It was all beef jerky. Wow. Hey, They're, are you guys hiring down there? <laughs> <laughs> I think dude, they start at like 12 bucks an hour, 12 an hour. Dude, it had to, there, had to meat be, cutters? there had to be 40 different kinds of beef jerky there. I've been to a, a beef jerky emporium. The place was out of control. That's, that's where I got that shark jerky. I made those guys eat it. I was so scared to like even look at it because I was like, "This, I am already broke. I can't, I can't be around this much beef jerky." 
It's so good. It is so good. And then they have, you can buy brisket by the pound there. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. And they put brisket in their breakfast burrito taco things. Oh, hell yes. Dude, at, it was awesome. Yeah. So it's like, instead of getting a torpedo like I get at Quick Trip, I could go to Bucky's and get a brisket burrito. I got a brisket, they called it a brisket taco. It was a soft shell taco. Oh, yeah. But it had egg and brisket in it. Down down here, we just call that a soft taco. It's right. What's up, Robbie? There's a lot of racetracks in Texas too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Bucky's Bucky's really like brought it back. I was really down on Texas for a while because I was still cold the whole weekend, and I, Austin was not my friend. And Bucky's just turned the whole thing around for me. You, you guys just need to be around Dallas. Like you can be like you can drive thirty minutes and be out in the country. Like yeah. So, literally ten years ago, well, uh, my first job out of college was traveling a lot, and I lived six months of my life in the Days Inn uh, in Hillsboro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Full full disclosure: I have family in Hillsboro. So, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> but uh, that that's like my prior to this weekend. Pretty much my Texas. Uh, slice of the pie like that's all i really remember about texas and i don't have any like overwhelmingly fond memories of hillsborough uh there they have a horse tie-up place in front of the walmart and it's regularly used you can't just leave the horses out willy-nilly you gotta tie them up who takes their horse to walmart They'll just roam off if you don't yeah, tie them to the you, pole. How do you get this shit back? Do you bring a, a backpack or like a saddle You put pack? them in the saddlebags, I guess. Saddlebags, yeah. yeah saddlebags. So that's literally not, what they call them. You're not, not like, bringing that much back. With you're not you, I like guess. getting milk and eggs and So you're regularly taking your horse to the Walmart then if you take the horse well, to the Walmart. Well, I also assume you're not getting refrigerated or frozen items. Well, they also have buggies. You can put it behind them. So now you're taking you this carry, whole... You carry the big block of ice in the one side of the saddlebag to yeah. put all the refrigerated so stuff now in. Now you got this whole like horse in a trailer situation going on, or whatever they call them, when you put them on a horse. It seems impractical. That's all I'm saying. I suppose. Suburban seems a lot easier. Yeah, that's fair. It sounds nice, Dusty. I'm just saying. Bucky's was great. You don't even like horses. Don't even act like you like horses. Yeah. I don't want to own them. I don't want to look at them either. Don't want to be near them. They seem fine. No, they're stupid. I, like, <laughs> I know you have a thing against girls that like horses, so... No, no, no. Horses have very small brains. It's like the one thing you can burn money faster than race cars. It's horses. That's probably true. They're literally Yeah, but if burners. I don't do anything with my car, it stays in one spot and doesn't try to kill anybody. It also doesn't cost me as much money to not do things with my car. Right, exactly. If you don't do stuff with a horse, no, you have like to take care of it comes after you. Yeah. Yeah. And the ASPCA. It's not, not good. The- the chief advantage I've seen to a race car versus a horse is that there's an off switch and I can just make it stop. Yeah, you can't do that with a horse. Horses, no. horses have brains and they have attitudes and very they're very brains. large. <laughs> like a mouse brain. Yeah, It's fine. I, it's I not. Have, I don't it, have it any horses. like 1,200 pounds. I it doesn't need a, a mouse I, brain. I had a girlfriend in high school who had to have reconstructed surgery on her face because one of her horses tried to kick it in. It happens, man. Cows do this too, man. It's not fun. At least That's if you fair. crash your car into a barricade and you have to have reconstruction surgery on your face, that was your fault. You got no one to blame but yourself. Right. True. Yeah, and if and if things start going bad, you just hit the kill switch. <laughs> and it's and it stops. Both feet eventually. in. Fair enough. See? Much better. Horse is bad. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. I just 
I just had some trouble. Texas was rough on me this weekend. Texas sounds great. That wasn't a lot of questions, though. I didn't have a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was just like really upset questions. about <laughs> my breakfast experiences, to be completely honest with you. It was still on the uh, lightning round pace, though. So. And then he was moving Dustin, pretty good. Dustin spent uh, two hours waiting to get a table to eat pizza, and I just don't know how you can do that every weekend. That's Yeah, cool. so if I lived in Austin, I definitely wouldn't be living around the South Congress area or the Rainy Street area or downtown. Um, I, I would be just like I am right now. I'm in a suburb up north where it's a little bit – it's still crowded, but it's a little bit, uh, a little bit less chaotic. Are you on the Dallas side or the Fort Worth side? Dallas, north of, uh, <clears throat> yeah, basically straight north of Dallas. Okay. On a little bit off 35. So we're driving down I uh, 35W, right? Through Fort Worth, right? Yep. And there's that, like, express lane that we were able yes. to get onto. And we were really confused by the whole thing because there was nobody else on it really. And we just were booking down the road at 80 miles an hour while the inter- the regular interstate next to us was basically parked. And we couldn't for the life of us figure out why it, nobody else was using the express lane. Were we supposed to pay for that? <laughs> hey, you'll, you'll get a hip or the, whoever the car is registered to will get a bill in the mail. Okay. And <laughs> Josh. If, and if, if traffic was really bad, it will probably not be super um, super cheap. But it just depends on how much you value your time, I guess. <laughs> what does not super cheap mean? Like $100 or? Uh, pro- probably not that bad. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't know on that side. I know like if you run like from – from my house, like 15 miles down to Dallas and the express lane, it'll charge you like probably six or $7 when the traffic's really bad. Well, we ran the whole thing from start to finish. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how long it is over there, but <laughs> like where well, it comes in is if you do like, like what it. I do, I have to drive down a toll road every day to get to work. So I try to avoid as much of it as I can because it, starts adding up when you do it every day. If you're just passing through on the way back home, it's it's not that bad. They didn't really explain what was going on either. You're just like, yeah, you know, we had we had Waze on, and we're just driving down the interstate, and Waze says, stay left to enter the express lane. And we're like, express, sounds great. And we did. You didn't see the sign that said minimum toll? But we never paid it. That was the thing. We were waiting for a toll booth, just like we were waiting for a booth as we crossed into Texas where they gave you your gun and your Bible, and that never happened either. You had to go to the liquor store. Dusty, can you explain that? You got to go to the liquor store. You buy a bottle of Jack Daniels, they hand you a gun and a Bible. Oh, okay. I see. We messed messed up the order. You didn't get your novelty gun. My bad. Technically, when you were at the Burger King on Sunday morning, you should have stopped by the church, and that's where they distribute all well, that see, stuff. See, that's what so. we were wondering, why the Burger King was closed, oh. just because everybody was yeah. at church. Yeah, you can't go man, to anything on Sunday. about why nothing's open, because everybody's Sunday at church, morning. man. Is that what it was? You should have been at church. Is that what it was? Is that everyone was at church, and they just don't bother? May hellfire descend upon you for not going to church. How dare you? Let's see, 8, 8 a.m. on a Sunday, that's uh, that's that's target practice before church, actually. Oh, so. oh yeah, <laughs> I got see, you. See? It's, it's interesting. You're learning, though. You're learning about different Maybe cultures. Maybe next time Texas will be better. I don't different know. Different places, different cultures. It's it, always best if you just kind of embrace it. I don't... It'd be hard for me to decide whether Texas or Vegas was my... Like, if I had to move to one of those, I think Texas would probably win, but it'd be it'd be a tough choice, to be completely honest with you. Vegas just, wasn't just really keep in mind. either. Vegas is not my jam. 
Keep in mind in Vegas in the summertime, it's like 137 degrees. It's 137 degrees here too, trust yeah, me. We get just... all of the dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we don't get is hurricanes. It sucks here all the time. Hurricanes are better than tornadoes because you get like a week advance notice True. that it's coming. Hurricane or tornadoes just show up, kill people, and leave. Fuck your shit up and leave. Yeah, and then you clean it up for like three years. Yeah, it's like getting mugged it. by the weather. Yeah. <laughs> it, is. it is. No, you're not wrong. Comes up, fucks your shit up, steals it, yeah, and then takes off. Bounces. There's nothing you can do about I it. I mean, yeah, tosses your car into the next county. Yeah. yeah. Rude. Oh, sorry about literally. that. Sorry about your luck. Peace out. So, like cows fly through the air. Yeah. It's exactly it, like the movie. It, it, it Dude, is. That, that movie was filmed not that far away from, uh, like, just a little ways north of Boone. That scene with the cow oh, was really? filmed on one of the blacktops out there. They've got a sign on the road as you're coming up to it that says that. Oh, Does it funny. just say cow? I don't know. It says something about being filmed here, and then I Googled it and figured out what scene they were talking about. Hmm. So, anything else about yep. Texas? For your I don't know. Opener, Lone Star we should, Lightning. We round. should probably we should probably talk about Super Lab Battle. Fair enough. Factorfabrication.com. Uh, he finished that uh, giant stairway. Which one? we probably don't have it. We can talk about it next week. The uh, one that he bent the oh, I beam for. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, he just of it. posted it. Oh shoot! So we'll do that next week. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. But if you need a giant I beam stairwell in your house, Factorfabrication.com. Boom. That's. An I ad did see a lot right of really big houses in in. The Dallas Fort Worth area. That's Maybe. just those are just small houses. Everything's bigger. Down oh, there. you're right. My That's bad. just regular houses. <laughs> yeah, you're those, right. Those are regular people houses. There was like this whole row of houses with American flags flying out in front of them. Yeah, it's patriotic. It made total sense. <laughs> because it's the second weekend in February, of course. <laughs> <laughs> President's Day is just the next day after. I mean, of course they're going to have all those free every fucking day. And, and you weren't seeing the big houses. You have to go through the gates to see the big houses. So. I shudder at the thought. <laughs> There's some cool stuff down there. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't have any doubt of that. All right. Let's talk about the reason that you went to Texas. Yeah. Super lab battle. Yep. Circuit of the Americas. Yep. So let's talk about Circuit of the Americas first. Dusty, you've been there once before? I'd actually been there. I went for F1 in 2012, went for sports cars twice after that. And then we actually ran the Camaro there in 2016 with the Optima series. So you've ran so, the track, though. No. Yes. Yep. Uh, it seems like it's got to be one of the wildest tracks I've ever like out there. It's it's got to be right up there with some of the best tracks in the world. It's crazy long, yeah. th- almost three and a half miles. Three point four one. Yeah, yeah three point. 3.4 miles with, like, the biggest thing is the elevation change. Um, like, from the, <clears throat> I think from, I guess, turn 11 down at the far end is probably the lowest point up to the highest point is, like, several hundred feet of elevation change. 130. So I found a map that kind of lists all this out. It says it's 130 feet from the lowest to the highest point, the highest point being turn one, and the lowest point actually being right the breaking point of the last corner before you come on the front straight. Okay, hmm. gotcha. So the front straightaway, you roar through the grandstands past the pit area, and then you hit this hill and you just go straight up like, I don't know, 90 feet. <laughs> it's kind of like the corkscrew in reverse, except it's straight up, right? It's not a corner, but you're just going straight up. And then you hit the braking zone and throw it into f- turn one. Yep. It's wild. And from 
from pit lane, it looks like they break way, 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 way too late. Because I think you you take a really wide entry into that corner because it kind of cuts back again. Yeah. And so... Uh, and then you, the the elevation change helps it a lot too because it just plants the front tires that much harder because you're on a you know 30% grade or whatever it is going up it. So you can... However, however late you think you can break, you still need to go another like 50 feet. <laughs> it's wild, dude. And seeing some of these cars with, you know, six, seven, 800 horsepower, thousand horsepower roaring down this front straightaway and then just locking them up into that corner. It's crazy. I believe it. It's a wild, wild track. That back straightaway is six tenths of a mile. Yeah, that'll work. And. Yeah, the speed they have on this map is 196 miles an hour at the break point. <laughs> I think that's Formula One. I I would assume. Yeah, that would that would definitely be Formula One. The number I heard for James Houghton. Yep. Uh, the Integra Type R. 176 miles an hour. Wow. Jeez. That was the number I heard. Yes, that's that's no joke. <laughs> I wonder, I, I, that I wonder is, what the margin is that between is speculation. I can't confirm that the the source was semi reliable, but it didn't come out of the the horse's mouth. So I'd like to know what the other fastest speed that car has been at. Is it 158? Is it you know what I mean? Well, so if I remember right, he was in the 160s, the high 160s at Road Atlanta at oh, the okay. fastest point that All that right. car can go. Was that? pre some of this arrow he's got going on here yeah that would have been uh i believe at that point he would have had a different front splitter on it but it would have had the same rear wing and the same uh winglets on the front which are literally the two short parts of an apr 1000 gt 1000 okay so it's like a they they took a wing for the back of the car and shorten it and Cut took, the like, it apart. took two foot of it and plastered Smashed it to the it front back of together. the car. And that's what he uses for front down force now. That and a, and a splitter, which we actually have a really cool story about, <laughs> thanks to Dustin. <clears throat> Dustin became semi-famous over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, Dustin's picture went far and wide, and once again, we didn't have a watermark on it. Thanks a lot, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Nah, it happens. We don't worry about it. Nothing. Yeah. But so the front splitter on James's car uh, previously, no longer does, had these two little winglets that came out uh, past the edge of the car and then underneath his APR wings. And uh, there was a lot of arguing. There, there, his team was basically, we, we talked to his head mechanic, Eric Levine, for a little while, and they were talking about how they were looking for a picture of the car when it was throwing sparks because the, well, they were basically split 50-50 on whether or not those wings were attaching the air to the bottom of the of the main wings or detaching it and making things worse. And what they were looking for was if the sparks are shooting way up high and getting like up over the car, basically, then they're working the way they're supposed to. And if those sparks are just kind of hitting it and staying closer to the ground or maybe even going partway up the door, then it's not working as well as it should. And they need to cut them off. Well, they're telling me about this. And I was like, I said to Eric, I was like, I have a photographer here. Like he's out taking pictures. I'll send him a message. We'll see what we can do for you, right? And so from that point on, that became Dustin's sole mission in life, <laughs> essentially. 
and the fun the fun part of that is that James comes out and runs like one lap and then goes back in. Right. So so, so I'm tell, I'm, I'm s- like here he comes man. He's he's in pit lane. He's getting ready to leave. Like watch for him, right? So I'm standing at the the, the session, the first session that I tried it, I was standing at the exit of turn 11 and there's a big downhill braking section coming into that. And the, I knew he would probably be bottoming out pretty good through there. And sure enough, yeah, the car is like the car is bouncing all the way down that hill. And I just do a burst all the way following him down and the car's shooting sparks everywhere. And I go through and there's like a 10 shot sequence and every one of them, the car is off the ground and there's no sparks to be seen. Like, dang it. damn know. it. <laughs> <laughs> if it was video and you split it up into frames, it would have just been the frames where the sparks were, were gone. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And I, I, went back, I went back through them uh, yesterday, and there was one where I can see sparks, but it was behind, like, because I was having to shoot across the, you know, part of the inside of the corner, and there was, like, a, a like an electrical box or something that was in the way of it, of course. Of course there was. And so, you know, he kept trying. I know that you had tried at least two or three different spots, right? Yeah, I knew, like, after after that one, in which I think I had even sent you one at the exit of, like, I guess, like, between three and four, that was like, I it, it has to be, because that, that car loads up so much in the corners, I was like, it has to be bottoming the outside of it on this corner, because it's kind of downhill, a little off camber. And I ended up going back there and, and getting it on Sunday, like in one of the first sessions, I guess. So, yeah, I think it was the first session on Sunday or maybe the second session on Sunday. But so Dustin, like super pumped about it, sends me the picture. I got this right. And and I was like, perfect. So I, I was like, I'm going to give him a few minutes to get out of the car and cool down a little bit, you know, before I'm going to go over there and talk to him and Eric again. And so I went over there and I'm talking to Eric and like, some dude, like one of his other crew guys, I think the guy who runs Unit 2 Fabrication, who is his main fabricator, uh, like comes out of like around the corner of their pit garage with the angle grinder in his hand already. And I was like, wait, wait, you know, like here I got I got the picture. Right. And so I show it to him. I show it to Eric and he like waves James. I was like, oh, come over here and look at this. And they're looking at it. And James is looking. at. It, he's like, can I, can I take your phone? I'm like, yeah, do whatever you got to do, dude. And he takes his phone and he goes and talks off to, I, I think he went and talked to the guy who owns Blackbird Fabworks. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if that's who that was or not, but I think that's who he was talking to. And, uh, and he comes back over. He's like, cut them off. And they did. So, and then he went faster. So because, because of you, I, Dustin. Dustin, it's all Dustin. I'm I'm giving Dustin the credit there. So yeah, so. Ap- apologies to the guy that spent hours and hours hand forming <laughs> that super sweet carbon fiber diffuser. So yeah, that that splitter. is a <laughs> that is a one off part produced specifically for that car. First event I'm pretty sure that it had ever been in on, and they they were like, "Well, roll the car out of the garage. We're cutting that off." Ugh. It, it's still a custom handmade part. It's just been uh, That's a little more it's, custom. It's been changed. It's been changed a little bit. A now little all three pieces of it were handmade. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's totally it's legit. So that was really cool. It was fun to be able to you know kind of be be a part of it more than just a spectator. Sure. In some way, absolutely. So it was neat that that we were able to get that opportunity, and it was cool that Dustin was so excited about trying to capture that. So it was fun. Yeah, what was the rest of your media experience like, Dustin? Because you actually applied for the media pass, 
which kind of took a little bit of back and forth emailing I saw, but you got it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> first off on the, the subject of shooting those cars, like particularly the, the life GTR and, and James, like they go, they go out and they make one run and looking at them coming around on the, you know, whatever spot I was in looking at them on the outlap. It's like, okay, planning exactly what I want to try to get while they're on the outlap. And then knowing whenever they come back around again, there's one shot at it. And then that's, that's the end of it for that session. So it was a, it was a, it was a rush trying to, you know, trying to plan that out, be where I wanted to be for that specific session, you know, taking, taking all of the sessions seriously, but those particular ones like that, you know, those, those two cars are just so incredible. Yeah. You really, uh, but, it's, it's a little bit different cause you know, you shoot a lot of other types of racing. You don't get a shot, you know, like, oh, if I wait two minutes, the car's going to come back around and I could try to capture that shot again. But if you've got to wait for it all weekend yeah. and it's a different, different level of, uh, experience and adrenaline. Yeah. So it was eight, eight total sessions plus the shootouts. And so, you know, realistically, those those top you know three or four cars there was there was you know ten laps total to get what you wanted to get on them of them actually running in anger and you can tell looking at the looking at the photos and knowing what you're looking at you can tell if it's on a flyer or if it's on a if it's on a cool down so but what was the rest of the track like as far as I mean this is a legitimate track designed for spectating and media so you've got media. Like uh, I don't know what you want to call them, walkways. It had a or pathway. Rows. Yeah, like there yeah. was a there was an outside fence, and then a walk path. You know, like a, a wide sidewalk, and yep. then the actual catch fence for the racetrack. And you know, Dustin could be between those two fences, and I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a Formula One track. It's I think it's the only track in the U.S. that's like the F, top FIA spec for safety and everything. Yeah, it is. Um, and. So there's there's perimeter roads both on the outside and the inside of the track, and there's like probably sixty or seventy different photo windows through the through the catch fence all around the track. Um, I got an email, the media email he sent. I was already planning like before, like knowing any of the logistics of it, of like how am I going to get around this place because it's gigantic. It's it's a three point four mile track and it's very long. It's probably a mile and a half long. Um, and so, you know, having walked around there at different events, I knew that, that getting around there was going to be a, a pretty big challenge. Uh, so they had golf carts available to rent. So I went ahead and just, just sucked it up and did that. And that was the best money I've spent in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was able to run both the, the inner and outer roads and just go pretty well wherever I wanted. It was, it, it was pretty open um, as far as like, if you're there for formula one, you know, it's, it's so specific as to where you can go and where you can't. And then like the sports car races, it was a little more open, you know, open paddock and that kind of stuff. And this was like the total extreme of that. Like, just don't walk out on the track and you can pretty well do what you want. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was in pit lane almost the entire weekend where I don't think you could ever be there in any other sort of racing situation. Right. Sure. Yeah, the, the sports car races down there were super fun because it was a lot more laid back. And then, like, especially, like, the um, like the Pro-Am teams, like the, the GTD teams, like the Racers Group and some of the others, like, you know, they, they're running, 
you know, manufacturer cars. It's not like it's super secretive what's going on with them. So like see, racers group was just like, yeah, come on in, check the car out. Like look up under it. We don't care. You know, like standing next to them while they're doing alignments and stuff like that was super cool. And, you know, this was just another step further than that because it's, it's, it's so much more grassroots even than what that, that was. Yeah. Uh, there were actually some pro level teams, uh, there this year, like world challenge teams. And, um, they the ones that we saw the most of, they were in brand new GT three R nine eleven cup cars. Right. And where we were, um, you know, small world stuff, a bunch of, uh, my friends from Sioux Falls friends who are actually from Fargo, North Dakota also made the trip. And, uh, it turns out that they, they've run Optima in the past. And so I'm pretty sure Dustin and his wife knew all of them, <laughs> at least, you know, somewhat. And one of his good friends who was there running this weekend is pretty good friends with them. Cause he has a Corvette and one of them has a Corvette. And so they're, like small world shit, right? Because here I am, I, you know, I know these people and Dustin knows these people, but I don't know that Dustin knows these people and Dustin doesn't know that I know. It was very weird, but, um, their pit garage was right next door to where the nine 11s were all weekend. So when we're standing in front of the pit on pit wall, you know, they're, they've got their like telemetry, toolbox oh, shit. thing out, yeah. right? And That'd be th- sick. there's guys like sitting on it and they would have like, I don't know, probably 40 minute sessions where they were just out there just lapping, just burning them down. Yep. And they'd come in and they'd throw the, the air hose on the thing and boom, it'd pop right up onto the, <laughs> onto the air jacks. And then they'd run around and they were, you know, checking the tires with the pyrometer and stuff like that and checking air pressure and doing some things. And then they'd fill it up with fuel and they'd pull this plug and it would just drop. And then he'd fire the thing up and take off down the road. And it was really cool to get that experience and, and watch that because we're right there. I'm, I mean, I'm literally me to Robbie away from this the front end of this car while this whole thing is happening. And it was really cool, mm-hmm. that opportunity, to see these, like, pro-level cars, you know. Pro-level mechanics. Yeah, and, and they're yeah. practicing. You know, at one point on Sunday, they were practicing uh, driver changes. Hmm. And so they'd pull into pit, uh, they'd do one lap, pull into the pit, throw the car up on the jacks, change out the rear tires, driver change, drop it down, and launch it. And the reason they were changing just the rear tires is because if they if they launch the car on hot tires, the clutch will only last like five or six launches. <laughs> but if they do it on cold tires, they can just keep doing it. It's not a big deal. Right, but it still kind of simulates a race day right. scenario. Right, so, but, you know, and Sunday when they did that, they had the Austin cars and coffee there. So the state or the, the seating across the, the racetrack on the other side from pits was kind of full of people because there were all these people that were there for the cars and coffee. And then they came to watch it cause it was free. So why not? And you know, there they are putting on the show and, and it was really a really cool experience that part of it. So it was neat to see these pro cars doing stuff like that. There was a, a formula three car there. Yeah. And, Hearing that thing yeah, roar down it was the crazy. backstretch, oh my Dusty god! Dusty sent me a video, and it was just screaming. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yes. Yeah, I got over and looked at that car. It's it's it was an older uh, GP2 car, is what that is what the specific series that it was from was. 
so it was a, a GP2 Delara chassis, and then it would be some kind of a like a two two point four liter V eight or something like that. That's yeah, the Ray Ban shell formula car. Yeah, the one that Riley's got. The red one is the one. Yep. Yes, yeah, it's done up like a Ferrari. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah it it made me it made me long for the days of loud Formula One cars again, <laughs> very badly. <laughs> Apparently that car in qualifying trim with the right professional driver in it will run high 140s. And the fastest car there this weekend uh, in the time attack event, the Life GTR, which is probably one of the most serious time attack cars in the United States, ran a 207. Wow. Oh my gosh. So It's a different world. Yeah. It's a completely totally different, different place. World. 30 seconds is insane. <laughs> That's a lifetime. Yeah. Well, think 140 on a three-point... It was like a one. I think they were. I think their qualifying times were like forty eight, forty seven, somewhere in there. High forties. Wow. But think about that: doing three miles, a little over yeah. three miles. Yeah. And that amount of time, that's insane. Just in, just in a straight line, that's not slow. No. Let alone all those corners. Right. Average speed of one hundred and ten or one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Whatever. That's insane. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool the, though. The, the crazy part of that with that track is it's really technical. Like the whole. Um, like the last third of the lap is is you know a lot slower than what you really think. So yeah, um, Robbie, pull up that track map I gave you. Yeah. So it names it names the sections. There's that stadium section and the Grand Plaza. That turn sixteen through eighteen section there. Yep. That long arcing. That's yeah the big turn. Turn. Yeah. So we were watching the unlimited class cars come through that uh, Sunday afternoon. Dude, it's insane. Like flat out. Flat. There's, right here, it's got this Formula One speed at turn 18, which is the last one, 176. Oh, through the corner. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> and what you don't, like what it's really hard to comprehend until you're actually at the track is the thing runs like downhill and a little bit off camber. Yeah. As you go through it. And, yeah. and over the years, it's developed a couple of bumps in it too. So there's like the... Like the third apex of it, there's a pretty good bump too. So we were watching. You can actually. That's one of the pl- pretty much the closest place you can get to the track from the media road is on the inside of that. And we were standing in one of the little escape roads, uh, shooting in one of the last sessions in the afternoon. And like cars were getting up on the curbing right there, and you would actually see the inside tires come off the ground as they're hitting the bumps. It was wow. That that track is wild. It's something else. Like I. You know, I've at this point I've kind of I've been to a not a ton of tracks by any stretch, but a few of them. You know, having gone around to places and like, you know, Autobahn was really cool. I know that that's a country club, but like it was really, really well presented. This track is you can't explain it. It's wild. So it, it was it it was built to be world class, and it is every bit world class. Yeah, there's a couple of places uh, where you can get out on bridges and stand over the cars. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's an S's section at the top of the, like, the first part of the track. Um, and watching those cars switch back and forth underneath you, going through those S sections, it's wild. <laughs> They're so fast. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a different level of racing altogether. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, like, and this this is no like knock on what those cars have accomplished. Those cars and drivers and teams have accomplished. It's certainly impressive what they do, but 
the the GTD cars that were there, the 911s. Um, in last year's spec, uh, top qualifying time there was a two o, like a two o six, I think it was. Okay, and so and this year. Uh, the fastest car at Super Lap Battle that was actually there as part of the Time Attack event ran a 207. Now, okay. I firmly believe that because he did not run, um, he did not run the 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 lap shootout where he, you get you get the whole track to yourself. He did that in in some level of traffic. Sure. And I I, I firmly believe that he did not have that car on full tilt and that the, he purposely left time on the table for next year. Okay. But. Either way, that is a thousand horsepower, zero rules, do whatever the hell you want time attack build. Yep. The Porsche is a 550 horsepower, naturally aspirated four liter with heavily restricted aero and all that stuff. And and so, like, it's obvious to me that, that while the, the cars are quick by no... You know, like I'm not saying they're not, but there's definitely a lot of work that could be put into just refining the setups that these guys have now. Oh, sure. And refining the driving that they're doing that leaves a lot of table or a lot of time on the table because if a car that likely weighs more mm-hmm. and makes half as much power can still go as fast or quicker than you are, there's something being left on the table there somewhere. You sure. Know. Absolutely. So, I think that and go ahead. a lot of that comes a lot of that comes down to like OEM development dollars versus yeah. no. Like, I understand. You know, that. Even the the highest dollar, you know, like the the life guys, you know, that's still just they're a shop. You know, I, th- I think up in the northwest. Yeah, and they're in Utah. I think. Okay, Utah. Yeah, uh, and from looking at their stuff, it looked like they just gotten the car back together too. So. Uh. I was reading on one of their social media posts that because that car crashed at speed ring two years ago, mm-hmm. and apparently they rolled it out of the trailer and parked it in a dark corner of their shop and left it there until like two months ago. Oh man, <laughs> smash it together! Yeah, so the car at some level was literally thrown back together to make it to this event. So that car has been to Sydney before. That yep. car has ran a World Time Attack. That's what mm-hmm. that car was built for. Right. And I know that that's what they're hoping to turn Super Lap Battle into is the American version of World Time Attack Championship. And so I think he felt real, like it was real important for him to come and be there and, you know, set his time and, you know, plant his flag and see who comes to challenge. Yeah, I was wondering if after that crash, he's like, yeah, maybe I don't want to do this, and then kind of walked away and then came back. I was like, yeah. okay, maybe I do. Well, they've done a bunch of other things right. since then. You know, they they released those Sierra cars, which were there this weekend. They're yep. these little, like, single-seater kind of off-road buggy things that apparently have Hayabusa motors in them. Well, that's fun. And you could, um, you could like, pay to do, like, a demo ride or run. You could mm. drive it, you know, because it's a one-seater, so obviously yeah. you're not... Just sit in the passenger seat. I think it was like 150 bucks. It wasn't a small sum of change, but uh, you got out there on the drift pad on the on the skid pad where mm-hmm. they were doing where Lone Star Drift was running and and kind of whip around on them and and uh, that was pretty cool. They scream. I mean, they're high boosts, so yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. They they were really cool. They make pretty noises. <laughs> that they do. 
What were the Drifty Boys doing over there? <laughs> so they skid pad stuff. They had they yeah they have a skid pad there. Um, I guess it's some kind of support paddock or something like that. And from what it looked like to me, they kind of just had like you know you have a straightaway into a big long sweeper and then it kind of descended into a couple of tight s's and then you finished mm. it wasn't anything too crazy but they were running tandems and it and, wasn't a uh, loop it was like a one through and get back in line sort of thing I, that's what it looked like to me kind of like i don't know FD it was set up where it was mass chaos and there were constantly vehicles running and it was really hard to tell what was going on mm. yeah it, they would have five or six cars out there at a time they were breaking through them and um some of those guys were making mad money because it was twenty bucks a ride. There oh were, wow! There were ride-alongs, but it was yeah. twenty bucks. And oh, damn! There was a guy that had a tent set up right next to the Sierra Cars tent, and there were ten people standing under that tent waiting for their turn to ride. Wow! If anybody ever wants to get into one of our cars, we'll do it for half that price. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> oh no! Wait, we're going low. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Is this a premium thing? Is it like premium Snapchat or is this a... No, our premium well, Snapchat I think, oh. is different. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I misunderstood. We'll add that on our tax return. I think it, the price... I mean, if we're at RPM versus $10. a skid pad, I, I think yeah. that if you get $20 for a skid pad ride-along, then I think $50 for a track ride-along seems perfectly reasonable. I think that's fair. <laughs> Sounds great. Pay so for some tires. There was a... There was a V8 swapped 350Z there that I was like, I was getting my wallet out as we were walking over toward it. <laughs> and my wife like grabbed me by the ear like I was five years old and had just thrown a tantrum in the grocery store. Like, we are not doing that. <laughs> she was it. She was hesitant to go into the drift area to begin with. So, yes. I uh, I was I was walking over like right by where they were running to take pictures and I looked back and she's still like over by the gate. I was like, "Come on." She's like, "I I I don't know about this scene." <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's out on the drift lifestyle. She doesn't want she, uh, to be a part of it. She likes she likes the 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 road racing people that we hang out with. The drift people, she was a little unsure of. <laughs> they're way, they're very nice. sketchy. Yeah, but they're very nice. They're sketchy, but they are very nice. They're inclusive. Well, so this weekend, one of Dustin's friends was there. One of the guys he runs Optima with apparently lives not very far away from him. And his wife was there with him. And they have a boy that doesn't look to be much older than Logan, probably. And then, like, a some another one that's, I would guess, less than a year, right? Yeah, he's Trav's like three and a half, and Caden's uh, like nine months, I think. Yeah. And every time I saw Dustin's wife, she had the little one in her hands. A child. And I was like, dude, you you can't, you got to watch yourself, man. She's getting baby crazy. Uh-oh. It's not good, man. It's Say really. Say goodbye to all the race cars. Yeah, it really eats it's into not, that budget, man. If you need it. It's not getting, it's already there. So, <laughs> so you, you should buy your LS350Z now. Yeah, see, I see where this is going. You can't buy the drift car because we have to have a child. But that's, if you already have the drift that's car. That's the whole narrative. Yeah, it's fine. It's easier well, to see, ask the car, for the car's already right? here. I just gotta, I just gotta go out and blow up the VQ so I have a good excuse. I know a few you people have who yeah. have proven that that's they have the history to do it. I mean, you could do it. You yeah. said don't put oil on it. You're not trying on your next to oil change. <laughs> it's a done deal. You don't even need to, just don't change the oil. You don't even need to just like take it out. That's that's ridiculous. But was, if you neglect it, I was a planning bit, on like short term plan versus you know. Because if you just don't change the oil, that'll take a little while, you know? Oh, I, they, they I didn't screw the filter on all the way. Oh, shit. They, they, they burn through oil. It won't take that oh, long. Okay. 
It's only no, mine's, mine's an 08. It, it stays fine on the oil, so. Yep. Is that your daily? Wait, 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 wait. You have a VQ. Robbie needs a VQ. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh shit. That, oh, shit. That thought it crossed my mind, too. Oh, shit. I have LS swaps things. We could do a trade. Oh, my God. I could help, I could help you with oh yours. My God. You could help me with oh just getting mine running. Oh, my God. This is the second VQ that's been mentioned to me in the last 24 hours. All we got to do is run down and hang out with our buddy Dustin for a little bit. Grab an engine. That's a win-win. Win. So... So the problem with this from my side is I have I have one car that we work on all the time, literally. And I have one car that we just like take it to the to the autocross event and swap tires on it and just beat the living crap out of it and then I just drive it back home and like once a year I look at oil I look at the dipstick and like we put pads on it once in a while and that's it. So it's like once the V8 goes into it and things start getting stupid like we're going to have two cars that we get to work on all the time. I you think it's going to have the same work. It doesn't have so. to be stupid. No, you don't have to work on them all the time. Robbie barely work ever works Yeah, I've hardly worked on the 240. <laughs> he just got a couple of bugs he had to work out, and then after that, he was good. That yeah. wasn't even my fault. No, yeah. that was the other idiot. Yeah. If you keep the CD009 that's in it now, it's a known value. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So, yeah, I, rec- I recently discovered the company that's doing all the adapter plates, where you just you bolt all the same front accessories back on it, and you bolt it right up to the transmission. And I'm like, that I need to get off of this website <laughs> now. It's so easy. It's like putting a model together. Yeah, <laughs> you got the instructions. Yeah, it's all, you got right all there. the pieces. Is that your daily driver? So it was for like five years, and then I'd been looking at trucks, and then I actually like screwed up my back on a wakeboard one summer right after we had done the suspension on it, and I was like, I can't drive this thing every day anymore. So, oh, okay. yeah. so yeah, I have a, a full size truck that I drive most of the time. But because I said, where have you been my whole life? I sent him a message on Friday about his about Texas's bro dozer problem because there's a lot of bros that are dozing real hard there. I believe that. And uh, he sends me a picture. Uh, of a bro dozer he was parked next to in traffic and he's like don't i know you know and i could i was like hey that's a 350z door panel <laughs> yeah that was that was in our he was parked next to me in our parking lot at work and oh, okay. like i i looked out the window at the like bottom of the rocker panel <laughs> yeah there's a lot of texas edition out there and there's a lot of bro dozing uh so i i've heard that the texas edition no, no, you so, got you got so we, your dad's got a high country, right? Yeah, high country. They don't sell high countries in Texas. They call them Texas editions. I looked into this, so I figured out what it aren't is, they, right? Aren't they Lone so, Star editions? No, they're Texas editions. The Rams are the Lone Star. Like, yeah, Lone Star's the Dodge. Thank you. Yeah. So the Texas edition, the difference between the Texas edition and a normal Chevy pickup. Yes. Uh color matched uh door handle covers. Great. Color matched mirrors. Okay. Uh locking rear differential. Let's I'll take that. Yeah, okay. that's not a bad and thing. the wheel and tire package. Okay. That's What's it. that cost? Like eight grand? I don't know. Okay. But I'm pretty. No. I, th- I thought for sure there was a there's a trim package level that you cannot get in Texas because the Texas edition is that. It's probably the high country. That would make sense. sense. Yeah, yeah maybe it is. Yeah, I think they've done that for pretty much every state where they sell more than like five thousand trucks in. Yeah, because I feel like an Iowa edition would not do well here. Just have like stupid corn on it. It would be a flex fuel truck. Yeah, it'd be like an ethanol one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of, we found a pump there. Josh got super excited. It said 105 octane on it. Then we realized that was just the 85. They don't call it that there. They call it 105. 
Not cool. He got super pumped about it. Doesn't the Regal have flex fuel no, on it? That one doesn't have flex fuel on Damn it. Damn it. He could have used it. We were spoiled, though. You guys have 93 down there. We have 93 here. Not very often. It's right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to find. It's at my gas though. station. It's hard to find. No, it's at my gas station. I go to it every time. So. It's nice. Yeah, we have 100 in the pump if you go to the right place. Damn. Okay. It's for all those damn GTRs you guys are doing TX, TK, whatever for. We should go down for that. That's because their exits are literally 40 feet long, and you have to have 1,500 horsepower because you have to go from 40 miles an hour to 90 miles an hour in this stupid short distance. Everyone has to have fast cars there, or they get in accidents. So did you guys get on the toll road by the by the track at all? No, we it's avoided like, it. Yeah, it's like one... Uh, it's highway 130, so the speed limit on it is 85 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed off. I think that if Josh would have known that, he probably wouldn't have stayed off of it, but we never got on it. We drove around it. Yeah, there's there's really, like, I think during the week and stuff, it's not, it's probably used quite a bit for people that just don't that don't want to be in Austin, but. Right. Is that is that the privately owned road? Doesn't somebody um, own that privately? Yeah, so technically, like, there's a, there's a, ton of toll roads all through texas that are owned by private corporations that's like where i'm at i have to take them to go anywhere so it's you're you're paying for it one way or another you're either paying for it in the the you know your tax bills through the gas or or you're actually just paying the tolls straight across but it's not like they're toll roads where it'll someday be a free road. Like it's always going to be a toll road. It's just sure. like, it's a lot nicer than what the regular state roads are. I've yet to see any of them in, in Illinois convert to a free road. So yeah. I won't hold my breath on that. Well, <clears throat> can't be as bad as I wanted Topeka. I got on that's 30 fucking miles long with no exits. That's called going the, the wrong direction. That's called the Kansas Audubon. It's called a giant piece of shit. There should be a turnaround <laughs> point in there somewhere. I wasted an hour of my day that day. So, uh, super lap things, a couple of cars I want to talk about specifically, and then we can probably wrap this up a little bit. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about your buddy, um, with the Corvette. Is it Ferris? It is Ferris Khartoumi is the way that he pronounces it. There we go. Uh, so Robbie actually just coincidentally had this picture up of it already. Um, what's up, what's going on with that car? What? I think he said 660 to the wheel. Yeah, so it's an 08 Z06. Uh, It's got a 468 cubic inch LS7 in it. Hell yeah, Uh, it does. (laughs) Aluminum block, uh, heavily worked uh, LS7 heads, big nasty cam, uh, tons of compression on the 85. uh, Yeah, just big power NA motor. Um, (laughs) I'm in. Dude, it made the best noises. Six six more horsepower could be pure evil. (laughs) Six sixty-six. Man, that's what that's what you're. Get your get your tuner to cheat that for you. Just give me six more. Give me a little correction factor adjustment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I don't know what the what the specific number was the last time that they that they did a tune on it, but yeah, it's so. And he, he the car was basically stock when he bought it. So before that, he had a '72 Nova. Then that's actually how we met. He showed up at an autocross with a '72 Nova, and I was like, "Well, obviously we have, we have the same port life choices in common." So <laughs> friends. <laughs> so he ended up he got the Nova to a point where he kind of had found the limit of it and and got that car. 
because it was going to be the the easy way to go fast. Well, he's found out over the years that the there's no such going thing. fast is not easy, no matter what path you choose to go of it. So, uh, Saturday, um, he he went out there. So, just so you guys have kind of an idea where we're at on this track for times for you two because you weren't there and, and people who have never been to the track. Uh, for a regular streetcar, sub 230s is moving right along. Yep. Uh, there were very few cars that made it out of the 20s and into the teens. So okay. if you can run like a, anything in the 20s, you're you're hauling ass. Okay. Like you're a serious speed machine. Um, so he was running in limited class, which means he's not on slicks. He was on, uh, I think front and rear the viper setup oh gotcha. uh, i know he was on the acr kumos i think they were the same front and rear um but uh early saturday he was in the low 220s already right up there at the top of the limited class there was one or two other cars that were real close to him but he was right up in the thick of things uh as one of the faster cars of the weekend and when we were kind of watching everything on the back straight because we decided we had to experience the ridiculousness that is the back straight um he went flying by us and went for i think a four or five shift and you could tell it didn't go well we weren't sure what but something went wrong and uh turned out that so they have that torque tube right Mm-hmm. that goes from the engine to the transmission that's mounted in the back. And the input shaft or output shaft, I'm not sure which end of the torque tube he was on, basically just sheared right off. Damn it. So the technical term would be exploded. <laughs> yeah, it was Yikes. rough. He brought it back. Uh, so thankfully, Austin is a, a wonderful place where lots of people build lots of ridiculous high horsepower cars and there's lots of shops that will cater to those needs. And so he was able to find a place that, uh, let him work on the car and he found a new torque or another torque tube and was able to get it put back together on Saturday and was back at the track on Sunday to race. Nice. Which was really cool. Um, but Sunday him and, professional driver scott dollahite are battling it out between the two of them uh scott was in a lightly modified zl11 le which is no laughing matter you know i think what 700 horse or something like that yep had a whole host of apr arrow upgrade goodies on it had a very serious brake package on the front of it a very well put together car and a professional driver in the driver's seat and and ferris here is like literally at coming into, so they do a super lap battle, like a shootout where you're the only guy on track and you have the whole track. You don't have to worry about any traffic. You don't have to worry about any BS. It's just you and yourself. And if you fuck up, you got no one to blame. And coming into that, he was, they were separated by two tenths. Oh man. I think he was, I think he was the one ahead, right? Yeah. I think Ferris had gotten, or I don't remember what order it was going into that. Um, I think he's, I think he'd had, yeah. Cause the last session he'd got back up on him by two tenths. Yeah. I think they were in the 19s at that point, if I remember correctly. So yeah, it was they like had, a 198 and a 19 I think. Yeah. So they had broke into the teens, yep. which is flying. Fast. And, uh, Ferris went out, had it already. Scott had made his ran or his run had not improved on his previous best time. We knew Ferris had him anyway. Ferris went out there knowing cause he had, 
he had a lap earlier in that day that predictive had said a two seventeen and he had to throw it away because of traffic oh, shoot. or a, a red flag or something yeah, like that. So, so and so he had to throw it away. And, but, but he was a man on a mission for his time and he came across the line, ran like a two eighteen something, Oh man, just killed. It was like, I want to say fourth fastest car overall. Oof. Fastest street tire car there. Wow. It was super cool to see it. So, yeah, I saw a bunch of his stuff got posted on, and then I started following him on Instagram today, actually, before the show. Yeah, it's a <laughs> hell of a car. It, Circuit of the Americas is a good place for him to be because that car makes a lot of America. I'm, uh, it's so, even America colors. I'm in yeah, love. Like, yeah, it's pretty yeah, so, damn cool. I need it. Yeah, I've watched him do just completely insane stuff with that car and in three years of running it i guess it has fought him every step of the way and he just doesn't he just doesn't quit it's like the that weekend was the the perfect summary of that car it's incredibly fast and it's just continually there's always something whether it's alternator not charging or he had trouble all your last year of it like going into limp mode and they just chased every every piece of wiring on the car trying to figure out what was going on with it finally got all that sorted out and it's it's paying dividends now i guess the torque tube has some rubber bushings on the input and output shafts and that's what tore Mm -hmm. and ripped apart and exploded everywhere and i i think somebody makes some like aluminum bushing replacements for that and i have a feeling that's in his near future yes that's pretty easy that's not so so bad yeah not too bad of a fix uh another car i want to talk about specifically because i think this is probably the weirdest thing I'll say all night. It was a Miata that was probably my favorite car there. Ah, damn it. There's a... <laughs> been saying nice things about Miatas lately. There's a dark blue NC Miata Robbie found already. Um, if you look real close at that car, it looks like an incredibly simple car, right? Uh, yes. You can see from the picture that, that Dustin took here, out on track even... Um, it's got a little bit like a little smaller splitter on the front of it and some canards on the front. Yep. And it's got a pretty good sized wing, yep. but it doesn't even look like too much more wild than the one that Robbie has on the 240. It's very similar. Uh, it's a carbon fiber wing. So it's better. So it's better, of course, because it's carbon fiber. Yeah, obviously. But like, uh, for the most part, it's a stock body car. Uh, it doesn't have a rear diffuser or anything crazy like that. It does have a little bit of an under tray because I've went through an extensive build log on this car. <laughs> uh, that was the third fastest car there. Third fastest? Third fastest car there. Faster than Corvette. Faster than first, Corvette. At first glance, except for the wing, it could just be like some random dude showing up to run STX at your uh, local autocross. It looks right. like a street car. Yes. That car makes 650 Ooh. wheel horsepower out of the factory 2.3 liter Mazda motor. Oh, boy. Damn, son. That car weighs 2,200 pounds and has a sequentially shifted transmission in it that's all ran by a Motec. That is a very good way to spend $90,000. Oh. That car ran a 217. Oh Bet boy. it was cheaper than the Corvette, though. <laughs> yeah, my, it, to be I, fair, at ninety grand, it's not that much money for that a car. car like had that. James sweating bullets for most of Saturday. Wow! To be completely honest, that's crazy. That that car was so nuts. We saw it go flying by us on the front straight, and I was, it's quiet, dude. It's got a full mufflers exhaust system on it. Like when it's idling, you don't know it's not a stock car. 
It just looks like another NC Miata. God, he's got to just go on the interstate. It's got two fifty. <laughs> it's got two fifty fives on it. It's not that, even that, that much of a tire. Question. They look wide for Miata, but they're not. But that it's a two fifty five, right? Yeah, it's it's got just a little bit of a subtle flare on it that you don't even really notice until you look at it that close. Yeah, I think it's mostly a fender roll. To be completely honest with you, that's the third fastest car that was there this weekend. That's the best kind of build. That's awesome. Total sleeper. And when you really got up well and looked together. at it, dude, that car is immaculate. It's perfect in every way. Yeah, so it looks that way. The like, there's not a single wire that's out of place. There's no fluid stains anywhere. There's no chips, dents, scrapes underneath the hood. Like, it's perfect. Huh. Wow. That car was awesome. Yeah, because it, it looks like just a really well, like someone took a brand new car and just kind of threw a few things on it. Yeah, it looks like a simple <laughs> lapping day, like HPDE enthusiast car. Yep. Hmm. You know, it that was by far and away the most surprising car there all weekend. And I think that might have been my favorite car because it was so insane and so fast and doesn't look like it has any business being that way. In a sea of cars with... So much arrow, you can barely tell what they are. Yep. And cars that are, I mean, yeah, it makes 650 wheel, but it's still not by a long margin the most powerful car there. Right. What class was he in? He's an unlimited because he runs on Hoosiers. Okay. And I and I think the sequential and a couple other little things Mom-hmm. he had put him there anyway. Right. But he, it is a, it's a slick, tired car, so that's where it was. But that car was crazy to me. I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. Could not believe it. Yeah, that that was one that you would see it go by on the track and just be like, "Wait, what? That can't that can't be doing that." Like, yeah, we watched that car hurtling down the backstretch at what had to be 160 plus miles an hour, and you're just like, "That's not really just happening." That's nuts. So it was cool. That was a really neat build um, because it, it looked like a you know a street class car. Yep, it looks like a really basic. And it was a really, in in the grand scheme of unlimited time attack cars, that's a very simple build. It's a lot of money, but it's a yeah. lot of money put in the right places, you know. And it just shows that, you know, there's some simplicity and, and just spending money wisely and doing things the right way can really pay big dividends. Right. And driving it very well. Yeah, I think he of, may. Of course. I know he used to work for C.J. Wilson Mazda, who uh, is a. I, I'm pretty sure that is a, an NC Cup car turned up to twelve. So I think that's what it was previously. I I, I think it's like an acid dip chassis and stuff like that. That's why oh, it weighs twenty two hundred oh, pounds. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I think but, I think that is the case because we borrowed their alignment set on uh, Sunday morning to check Ferris's and it said CJ Wilson racing on the box. I yeah, was wondering about yeah, that. No, I know he, I know he at one point worked for CJ Wilson and I know he still works on some grand am teams and stuff like that. Like, mm, cool. he, I don't know that he's a professional driver, but he is a, a professional racing mechanic of some level. So he lives in that world. And, and I think that shows like, that's, that's a prime example of what I was kind of talking about with like the difference between those pro teams and and the top level time attack teams is like this guy knows how pro teams are ran he knows some of these speed secrets and it's clearly working yes like you know we need to figure out what they're doing and and do it so car was there's a difference there's a difference in working under your uh 
your tree at home and working in the, the giant shop with the spotless <laughs> yeah, floors no, I, and the I understand that too and, and bins of crates and spares and stuff like that. Just a different mindset that you can have about it. Yeah. There's there's definitely a different a professional mindset that, that those guys carry that's different. That I, I think just because you're a, a grassroots build it under a tree in your backyard doesn't mean you can't have that professional mindset. So. Some not to go off on a tangent, but some of it's like, okay, if I put this on here, how fast can I get it off? You know? Yeah. Like people don't really think yeah. about that. Like, okay, if I mount this thing right here, can I get my alternator off? Like, can I get to my tensioner pulley to get the belt off to do this, that, the other thing, if I need to get a part swapped out real quick, you know, and that's, that's for those pros. I mean, that's like one thing that they do. That's amazing. But they think about that all the time. Like I, yeah. can, I, I can take that off with two bolts versus like, you know, four in a zip tie and this and that and the other thing. It's, you know, that's, but you add all that little shit up, you know, that and a million other little things. And those, I mean, that shit's hard to see sometimes too. Yeah, it is. And I've noticed that when I look at some of the professional level drift builds, as you see that, like, oh, they can take all this off in like five minutes. Yeah, there's three pins flying off of here. Yeah, yep. And they're talking about, uh, um, oh, I can't remember his name right now, but the guy with the, the, M3 that is all carbon Kevlar. Chris stops. Yeah. Chris and he's stops. got this thing where he can like drop his front bumper. Like he just reaches his hand side there and clicks two pins and the whole front bumper comes off. And it's like two seconds. It's like click. It's off, you know? And it's just, you don't, you don't do that. I mean, granted he's got that whole company that he runs and all the, you know, he's, I'm sure he's got CAD and all that shit he can do and a lot of money at his disposal. But I don't know. That's just cool. You don't notice it, but if you look for it, it's like, wow, it's, yeah. It's a different level of building cars. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I understand we're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to take an Integra Type R and build it at a level of a modern 2019 Porsche Cup car. I get that. There's a reason that's a half million dollar car and that they plan on selling hundreds of them in order to make that budget make sense. But that doesn't mean that you can't take some of what they're doing and apply it to your program. So, absolutely. Do you have any other cars to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I think is there anything that I missed, Dustin? Uh, I, we talked about it earlier, but the Life GTR is oh, just yeah. otherworldly. There's it's nuts. I had seen, um, I'd come across it just on Instagram or something, you know, several years ago, and just the arrow, you know, it looks like from the side, it looks like a DTM car or something with this big undercut down the side, and then you walk around to the back of it and there's this like what two foot by three foot hole in the middle of the yeah. car that is just a giant air passage. Um, yeah. I mean, just so instead of using your traditional diffuser setup and flat floor setup on that car, they have tunnels that run through the whole thing mm-hmm. and channel the air around and through it. And apparently like tunnels make downforce. Oh, I believe that in an extreme way. Yes. And that car utilizes that stuff. And, when you when you see that car at first and you see it and it doesn't have a diffuser of any sort on it and you're just like this seems weird you know like that's that's standard pretty standard stuff like how serious can this car really be it looks serious but like it doesn't even have a basic aero part on it and then you when you start to look at it and you realize what's going on there and you're like okay this car's above and beyond that even yeah and then just seeing it in person too you for, you forget how big a GTR is to begin with and then whenever you make it even wider and then put a 
one of the biggest wing I've seen on anything outside of like a Formula SAE car. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just a a really really cool car to be in the presence of, and it, oddly enough, it's really hard to shoot just because it moves differently than any of the other cars. Like it seems like it just carried so much more corner speed, or I don't I don't know what it was. Of all the of all the cars there, I got like maybe four or five good shots of it the whole time the whole weekend. Well, it, it ran a two hundred seven. And like I said before, I firmly believe that car has multiple seconds left in it, and he left that out on purpose for next year. Uh, the second See, fastest car there was James, and he ran a high 11. Wow. So That's fast. still a huge gap. Yeah, it's a huge gap. It's amazing. So so we have to talk about the drag race. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so actually on, on Saturday when, I was, when we were uh, in James's pit area, James and the life car were both – front and back in the same garage okay uh right next to each other and when we were in there talking to eric james comes running over to eric and he goes uh we're gonna roll race down the front straight tomorrow we got a hundred dollar bill on it (laughs) okay and and eric is like are you fucking kidding me he's like dude he told me it made made 1028 to the tires just give me all of the boost i think i can take him (laughs) (laughs) so i think james's car makes Somewhere between seven fifty and eight, but I think James's car is also lighter than the GTR. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and just smaller all all the way around. Yeah. Like he's got so much less wing on the back and just less frontal area to begin with. They're probably, I, I, I don't know that it's enough to overcome you know, two hundred horsepower or whatever, but it's they're probably more comparable than you would think running them both flat out. Yeah, and so nothing happened of that all day Saturday, and I kind of thought it was over, right? Yep. And and they were in the the super lap shootout and by this point dusty had come up and was kind of hanging out with us in pit and still trying to take some pictures a little bit but was just hanging out with us in the in the pit because the race had basically finished and james went out and ran his uh his lap and then he was on his cool down and they sent the life car out and james and the life car were chasing each other around like like basically wheel-to-wheel racing these time attack cars at like seven tenths i'm guessing i don't think they were going all out on it but they were like right on each other like bumper to bumper chasing each other around the track and we kind of knew that that this was that this was about to happen but the race officials i even pulled up the live stream to hear it they had no idea this was coming (laughs) and uh um as they pull we're you know there, there's a blind spot for the cameras in the corner where the pit ent- entrance is. Yes. And so the camera loses them and we can hear the cars and we're waiting and I'm, we're looking down towards the beginning of the front straightaway. Like, is James going to be there? Is James going to be there? Is life going to make a run at the lap or is James going to, are they going to roll race and around comes the corner and there they both are and just like <laughs> hammer on it and go flying all the way down to the, deep into the braking zone of one right next to each other. Jeez. And James managed to pull it out ahead of him a little ways. But, like, they were ready to go side by side into turn one if, <laughs> if that's what had to happen. It was intense. And then, okay, you know, that's over. That was all well and fine. I think James got a little bit of a jump on him. And so, you know, they, now they've got to come all the way back around, right? <laughs> and by this point, it's time for the world challenge guys and the radical guys to go out and finish their last session of the day. So they're sending these cars out and James and Cole come around and do it again (laughs) for a second time. (laughs) 
And there, that time, Cole kind of got the jump on James. But then by the end of the race, by the end of the front straight, James had pulled back ahead of the of of the GTR. I think the GTR probably has him like at low speed. He's got the torque. Yeah, yeah. And at slower speeds, I think all that massive arrow doesn't drag as much. Yep. But then once you get up there, James is smaller, lighter, faster, or you know, smaller and lighter car. I think is able to pull away from the life car, and I, I think he's I think he's got him on the big end. So Jeez. it was hilarious to watch. I can only imagine Hayward up in race control losing his mind <laughs> over what was just happening. It turns out he was chief steward of the whole event that weekend. I didn't really quite realize that until afterwards. And I can only imagine how not so happy. Like, it's all about the show, and that was fun, and people really enjoyed it. And that's fine and dandy, but at the same time, a heads up probably would have been nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, so they wouldn't have sent those radicals out. Probably, probably good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. The doing it on the first lap, whenever it was just the the lap for Cole, like that was no big deal. Whenever they came back around again and they were releasing cars at the end of the pit lane, that was a little bit sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good though. It was fun. So they had the they got to when they did the podium ceremony. Yep, they got to go up on the same stand is what they use for formula one and stuff like that. And they had the champagne and, uh, Cole, the the driver of the life car did a shoey and it was cool. It was, it was a good time. So apparently there was some pressure on Ferris to do the shoey too. And he was like, there is no way. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I wouldn't have either to be fair. No, No, I don't think I would either. I, the the enthusiast class they did the spray thing right and then yes. the street class came up and they're like well thanks and they just walked <laughs> away and then unlimited limited uh, it was Scott Dollahite and and Ferris were both up there together and they I think do you know for sure was this the first weekend they'd ever met I believe so yeah I don't so they I don't think there would know, have been a, just because a of the, the track battle they become fast friends at this point yep. and you know it it's a big deal for for ferris to be on the top step there like that over a pro driver and and at you know even without that it, it's a big deal and so you know of course scott just doused him which is great <laughs> so it was cool it was fun so i can't yeah, if you if you were ever wondering what a person smells like after getting soaked with champagne like two hours later not good it wasn't great <laughs> <laughs> that's right you guys you and your wife went out to eat with them afterwards didn't you yeah we so we uh we found a a place to go get mexican food and we pulled up to it and it was a little bit uh it was by the airport it was a little we weren't quite comfortable leaving the cars next to it and he was like i'm not driving home after eating sketchy mexican food smelling like champagne all night like that's not it's not in the not in the cards for today. I don't blame you. So it was cool. I enjoyed it. I can't yeah. wait to go back next Excellent. year for sure. So it was a fun event. Uh, I am excited to see. There's definitely some things that they could improve on. I am excited to see them do that, and you know, hopefully, this can turn into something on a global scale. It would be cool to see some of these international cars that I just get to see on YouTube. Yeah. So. Excellent. Anything else, Dusty? Should we let you go? Man, it it's I'm completely spoiled now. Like I was a little bit spoiled after having access at, at Formula Drift and yeah. now it's it's even worse. I so I I don't 
I don't do well at the racetrack unless I have something to do. So I have to be either be driving or shooting. And now I have to be driving or have media access. I think that's the, <laughs> the conclusion from all of this. So. Yeah, there's yeah, there's been a couple times where I'm like, I don't really just want to show up. Like I either got to go through the process to get the credentials or I might just not go. <laughs> just like a totally piece of shit place to be. But whatever, that's, you know, that's, that's, that is what it is. It's different though. Like you, you get to go different places, and yeah, he was. It's, it's, I would have yeah. killed to be on the other side of that. Yeah, fence. It's, it's just it's Adam so, Jabez said it's okay if I'm over yeah, here. Did you yeah. try that? Did no, you try I didn't it? try Damn that. It. <laughs> I realized it was only like you know, literally in some places, ten foot difference. Yeah, but that ten feet makes all the difference, and I would have killed to be, and I and I could have been. Yeah, of course. It, but it was free free entry for spectators this year, and I I just decided. Nah, you know, it's easier. I'm not even going to bother. I'll just go. and Because if I apply for it, then at the time I didn't know Dusty was going. And so I was like, well, if I apply for this and I can go wherever the hell I want, but Josh and Ryan can't, like... that. Yeah, that subtracts from it, too. That that's, doesn't that's make not, any sense for not me ideal. to do. And, that's not ideal. And, you know, I'm, I'm not... I, I had originally planned on stealing one of the cameras and, and going down there and, and giving it my best and seeing how shitty that would turn out. <laughs> but... uh once Dustin, once I found out Dustin was going, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let him do his thing, and uh, I'm just gonna enjoy myself. So that's fair. Yep. You gotta have those there, things too. There's to be. There's something to be said for that. I I look back at the weekend now, and I'm like, I have I have pictures for it, and I've read back through all of the posts and everything to figure out what actually happened the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, that's. I think that's the balance you have to strike, and and I've noticed that especially with you this weekend because that track is is so big and so hard to know what's going on like i think you need to do that like 50 50 you know well even a spectator and a media guy a little bit of both even at uh st louis i had the live stream going on my phone yeah and it was a little bit delayed but at least then i knew what i just watched i was like (laughs) oh okay you got a 90 and all right now i'm good all right i understand you know like when we're at grid when we're at midwest festival that track is a lot smaller mm-hmm. everything's closer together and so you, even if you know even if you guys are buried in your cameras you still have an idea of what's going on around you because you can just look up and see it right you know and and it's there and you're but there that place is fucking huge <laughs> and so you know i'd ask dustin where he was and you know, because I was like, oh, I should go, you know, hang out with him. He's like, well, yeah, I'm on like somewhere on the back straight. Like, no, nah, I'm not walking over there, man. You're on your own because you're over a mile away from me and I'm not doing it. So. All right, Dusty. Thank you, sir. Well, I, again, thanks to you guys for, for giving me a place to come and, and promote the stuff and, and be able to have the access to it. It's It's been really fun and I'm super hooked and looking at expensive camera equipment yeah and ruining everybody's all, lives all of the uh you know all of the fun things that you do after you uh get to do stuff like this so yep. well you, you can definitely keep doing it so just let us know if there's somewhere else you want to go apparently our name goes places <laughs> for some it reason it seems to be working yeah. let's just keep well, let's find out when the, it doesn't right yeah i've got I, the preliminary application in with f with the fia for f1 so we'll just we'll see what they say. <laughs> that's the ultimate if you get that one That'd be good no one, one will say no to you it's like well i shot f1 back last year you're not gonna let me come to, to, to absolutely to the... just so that f1 people's face yeah. you get to go anywhere you want 
All right, thank you, sir. We'll hang up with you and yes, do some news. Thank you, and... guys, and it was it was good to actually putting a face with the name, Adam. So. Yeah, it was nice to finally meet you. Yep, or face with the voice, I should say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, I had dude. that initial. Whenever you walked up, I was like, "Hey, he actually sounds like that." Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, it's sometimes you'll be like standing next to people and they're just looking at you while you're talking. You know, look at them like. You sound like you do on the podcast. I'm like, I know, I'm the same person. <laughs> That's me. That's that is my like voice. People will like look at they'll like look at you while you're talking. It's like it's like they're they've been watching they've been listening to the TV Excuse but not me, watching I need to it. Put and my now headphones they're, in now they're watching the they're like they're just spectating. They're just looking at you. It's like this is awkward. No, no, keep talking. It's awkward talking. for me and it's awkward for you. So let's <laughs> let's not do this anymore. But if you see Robbie, give him a hug. Yeah. Oh, yeah don't, just, don't, was, don't just stare at him missing, give him a hug. I was missing the opportunity to give Robbie a hug. Oh, so. I'll, I'll give you a hug. We'll, we'll figure out a way to fix that this year, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, we'll, well, I'm yep. sure we'll get it's together a, at some point. Potentially grid life. So we'll yeah, see. definitely. Perfect. He's talking cool. about it, so I'm going to hold yeah. him to it. Yeah. All right, dude. We'll chat with you cool. later. Thanks again, guys. See ya. All right, Robbie, you ready to transition to some news? Yeah. Do a little bit of news. Look how good that went. And. He's rearranging the no, screen. Yeah, no one, even, no one even no knows. No one even knows. <laughs> if they weren't watching YouTube, they have no idea what just happened. Very professional. Bam. Tesla launches a new mode for your dog to drive your car. That's not what they're Oh, that's not, <laughs> it's not for the dog to drive. No. Damn it. You, I'm but, not interested anymore. But you know that's coming. That dog's going to drive himself to the to the dog hair groomer place. Well, you yeah. can't let your dog make decisions about where the car goes. No, but you can make decisions it. on where the car goes and put the dog yeah, into but it. But if it's Elon Musk, he'll figure out a way to talk to the dog so that it's, the dog can go places. It's just going to pop up and have like four options. And he'll just like <laughs> hit it with his nose and it just goes. It goes there. <laughs> your options are the park. Um, I don't know. Petco. Petco. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Petco. Exactly. He's got a little fanny pack with a credit card in it. Right, like, what the f- no, your dog's Who? got Apple Pay. You know, <laughs> son of a bitch. It is Apple Pay for dogs. It's coming. The the next thing will be like dog advocate rights. People, well, you, you know, know they've got mean? those you, dog you can, rights advocates. You can chip your dog. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, that's Let's what put credit card information on it. Yeah, yeah on a just, chip. Boop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My dog just spent sixteen hundred dollars at Petco. <laughs> Great, fantastic. <laughs> But if you try to, you know, Man's best friend if you try all. to put an end to that, Peter will come after you. Yep. This yeah. is the future that that we have created for ourselves: is a dog's taking over yeah. our lives financially and all of our time when they steal our cars and we can't get to work. <laughs> so what did they really do? Oh, sorry. Uh, so they created a dog mode, which is just what it's called, and uh, basically you can leave your car, you can leave your dog in your Tesla, and it will stay on and have climate control and a little bit of music. And there's a display that says, "Don't." Smashing my windows, please, or call the police. The dog is is it's comfortable. Fine. It's seventy degrees in here. Yes, that's that's it. But the really interesting thing is this, this is another uh, development based on Elon Musk being on Twitter. Yeah, someone suggested he's like, yeah, we'll do that, <laughs> and they did. It's not the it's it's, it's, it's a good the, idea. it's a good idea. Like, why did it take us this long? Well, I think I wonder uh, if you could put your. Tesla, someone with a Tesla would have to tell us, but I wonder if you could, could have put it in camping mode and it would have stayed on. Yeah, there's a camping mode. I'm just saying in general, like in cars, why did it take us this long to come up with the idea of putting something on a screen that said, hey, this dog's fine? Well, if you have it in a car, it's running. Then te- like, well, with the uh, Tesla, yeah, you can't tell. Fair. That's the no, difference. You like, that like if it's sitting in the avalanche and it's running. Like, yeah, you're right. Well, I assume, probably, right. I assume yeah. the heat's not all the way up. He's got his nose or down, or down, depending, depending on. Yeah, depending he's got on. his nose stuffed in the air vent, like he's, you know, that's what <laughs> that's what my dog does. He just sticks his face right in the air vent. I'm like, is that good? Does that feel good? 
It's very cold air. Roll the window down so he can smell the outside like he's trying to do. You Is that jerk. what he's doing? He's trying to enjoy the, that's the, the nature? That's the closest to the outside he's getting through your, like, you know, radioactive recirculated air, air in, in the genesis. The he's just like, this sucks. Heated and unheated. Nah, man, he goes out and does stuff with the big dogs. He gets chased down by the German Shepherd. He loves it. <laughs> Yeah, when your dog's at your parents' house, that's quite a mix. He fucking, he, yeah, he's like a toddler. He crashes. Like, I take him home, and he just, like, passes out on the floor in the that's Genesis. Re- it's, it's like, all right, it's dude. It's really funny taking a dog home from daycare. Yeah, or they're the, just, the, the, uh, they're dead. What do they call that? Like, pet, uh, yeah. hospital. Not hospital. Hotel. <laughs> hotel. hotel. The pet hotel. The resort. The pet hostel. Yep. Yeah. My dog's never been to one of those. Oh, no, it's good for him. Not my dog. Now they get real quiet and then they sleep for like two days. It's great. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what Ollie does when he goes and hangs out with the with the other dogs. So, I don't know. There's not a lot to say about it. That's but a good, I, I think it's, it's a good idea. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm curious how many people with Teslas are letting their dogs in. Like, I could see that being one of the cars where like, no, 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 no food, no dogs, nah, no hair. I think those people are all letting their dogs in there. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, fair enough. While they go and get some free range coffee and from Whole Foods while they're going to yeah, the bicycle this is bicycle really, I bet this is super class. popular in downtown Austin it probably exactly. is exactly <laughs> yes you're exactly right alright that's it moving on uh, the Chevy Bison is, <laughs> is sold out have I have I been living under a kinda, rock kinda sold out but we'll get there what the hell is a Chevy Bison so so it is a it is like it's the Colorado ZR2 yes turned up to 11 and people knew about this? Uh, well, at least 2,000 people. 2,000 people? Yeah, 2,000. At you? least 2,000 people were aware of it. Did you know about it before this I week? knew that it was a thing. I couldn't tell you what is different uh, on it over the standard ZR2. Okay. I didn't know anything about this. this I knew the that they I've made a bison edition. Yep. And I don't know why we didn't make fun of it when it what, was released so originally. When they were thinking about names. Like, well, why did bison, bison. win? What's cow? No, that's no. not. No, I need a little more than that. I need, that's not. That's not aggressive enough. Have you bison? Eaten? Yeah. All right. Have, have, you, ever eat, have you ever eaten bison? No, I have. Delicious. It's fucking delicious. It's great. It's so good. I'd like to try it. It's awesome. It's eleven dollars sure a pound. Ah, it's worth it though. <laughs> it is. It's really that good. It's, it's so it's, good. It's probably worth it. Doesn't uh, Fuddruckers have? Fuddruckers has it. They yeah. also have elk, and then um, I need to go Costco to Fuddruckers has more ground often. bison. We should go to Fuddruckers. Oh, that reminds me of another thing I didn't rage at Dustin about. What a burger sucks. I said it. Deal Whoa. with it, people. I would drive by the Whataburger to eat it in and out. That's pretty aggressive. That is that's a big thing for you to say. I know it is. The people I mean, like how, how is it people that are bad? like, oh yeah, Whataburger, you know, like everybody sticks up for their that you was, know, regional chain thing, but does anybody really give a shit about Whataburger? I've I've never I don't know if I've ever had Whataburger. I don't know. It was, I walked in there, Dustin knew we were going there, right? And I walk in there. He looks right at you like. No, he wasn't there with me. <laughs> oh. It was it was uh, after the end of the day on Sunday, and but he uh, he knew that's where we were headed because yep. we had talked to him about it before we left the track. And I walk in there and I see that they have like some sort of burrito or something like that on their menu. And I text Dustin. I was like, "How funny would it be as a guy who's been made fun or who has." gone to a Mexican restaurant <laughs> and ordered a burger and bitched about how terrible it was to go to this burger joint and get a burrito. He's like, the breakfast ones are actually pretty good. <laughs> but no, I was super disappointed in it. What a burger's terrible. What's wrong with it? It's just, it's a super bland burger. 
Oh. And I even ordered what he told me to order. The sandwich thing here in the picture looks pretty good. Looks like it's got barbecue sauce and onions on it. But it's just a... It's just Fried a, onions, right? It's just another burger. It's There's nothing remarkable about it. It's not especially tasty. It's not especially good. Hmm. It. I don't think I've ever had Whataburger. I mean, at, least so, at least they had bacon. I wasn't going to go here because... People get all angry we're when we going talk about food, now, but since so we're already talking about it, I'm going to send this Robbie. This isn't a car show, man. Right, I'm going to send Robbie this link. Whoever thought this was. So I've subscribed to this thing called Elevator, okay. which is fantastic. Oh, it's an elevator. <laughs> That's weird. I don't even know what that was. Aerosmith. Oh, oh shit. I hate Aerosmith. <laughs> but anyway, down. my point is, um, they send you, it's, it's one of those things where they send you something in the morning for you to read, you know, and normally I would seriously hate like it's a really obnoxious concept for some reason for me i hate that but for yeah. some reason elevator is really interesting and they send me really interesting things it's like taking articles? me down some yeah some rabbit holes and things but it's so okay. slow it sent me this uh thing from the la times which ranks um sorry Robbie. i'm seeing if this thing went it says it sent. It's What's wrong with your computer? No, it's your internet. It's definitely your computer with no. all that shit you're running right now <laughs> it's cuz i had no problem yeah, opening this article um it's fine. so it's they rate the French fries from okay. all the different fast food oh, restaurants. Jesus Christ! And so it's it's texture versus taste, and it's a plot, right? So okay. if you're down in in the lower left hand corner, it's bad texture, worst taste. taste, worst texture. Upper right hand corner is best taste, best texture. Whataburger's fries would be in the lower left. Okay, so I wasn't gonna look at this that much, but I found In and Out, and In and Out was in the worst spot possible. Right, well, worst taste, that. worst they texture. That bad. They were pretty terrible, dude. They weren't the what, worst I've ever had. Whataburger's right there next to it. Okay, though. I don't know if Whataburger's on here. Let me see here. Um, I was so not impressed by it. And one yeah, of the guys I was with, uh, we went there be specific because there is an In-N-Out there. There's a couple In-N-Outs there, and he really likes In-N-Out. And like yep. you know, he he was like, I think that's probably where we where we're gonna go. And I was. You know, I was like, but you know, we we got to try Whataburger, right? One yeah. in Rome, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. Let's let's go to Whataburger because one of his buddies had like talked it up about how it was the best like, ever, the best, right? Yeah. And we get there, and he like writes this scathing Facebook post about how terrible it is, and he compared it to like some shithole restaurant that's in Sioux Falls, and a bunch <laughs> of the people that were that that were on there were like, how dare you? Uh, equate those equate those two and he was like no you're right you're absolutely right this place is worse so at the good end of the spectrum five guys fries yes absolutely which I don't think anybody would argue with that no, no. Um, steak and shake didn't have the best taste but it had good texture I don't know if that's I don't know if I would agree with that isn't texture kind of a subjective thing about fries because some don't some people some people like them crispy and others like it soft right sure absolutely I want my fries to be a little on the crispy, crispy. side so that seems subjective. Yeah, that's fair. I suppose taste is too. That's how this works. But yep, they got Arby's up there pretty high. Chick Fil A. Are Arby's regular fries. Yeah, they're right good? next. They're right next to the curly fries. I've never had no. a regular curly or Arby's. I have fry. by mistake, and then I'm so mad about it. You're so pissed. So you put it down <laughs> in the bottom category. <laughs> <laughs> or when you get and you order curly fries, and there's like regular fries in the basket with it, you're like, oh, that happens get this all garbage the time. out of here. I have as a hard curly fries. You're gonna get an onion ring, a rogue onion ring. I'm sorry, no, that's fine. It? Onion rings are okay. I just think it's funny. Uh, Chick Fil A and KFC didn't do super great. Sonic didn't do super. I really great. like uh, 
KFC's uh, K- potato KFC, wedges. KFC is really low on there. I like their wedges. I, I like wedges also, actually. I don't know if I've ever had KFC's. The, you can definitely cook them wrong, though. If you go to to the pizza ranches that we have around here. Those are good. They have those roasted potato wedges. Oh, yeah. Bomb AF. Those are the best. So good. So anyway, I don't. I, I didn't have a point to this. I was just. I, it's something that came up. If you're interested in looking it, at no, 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 mostly no, naked no, no, women no, no, no. and stuff about French fries, uh, subscribe to Elevator. Hold on, it's free. One of the. <laughs> hold on. That's a really good plug. Right it was there. a great plug. It was like a super good plug. We There's get so many people right now going to subscribe to Elevator. Are you kidding me? This has McDonald's what? as like the best overall. No, no, no. Five sp- Guys is. No, the taste isn't as good as Five the Guys. The texture is better than Five Guys, according to this. McDonald's. I would, on some level, agree with that because Fuck that. you consistently get crispy, crispier no, fries don't. from McDonald's than you do from Five Guys. You get, yeah, you maybe know, you get these little like wimpy, mm. like soft, gross things from McDonald's. No, nah, I don't agree with that statement. Uh, no, dude. I know a lot of people who are like McDonald's can can blow goats, but their fries <laughs> are bomb. <laughs> Wow. I want to meet some of these people. Yeah, who are you the hanging phrase out blow with? Goats. Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> That's a great phrase. Same people. No, nine like, times out of ten, same McDonald's are like sand and stuff like that. You know. I guess. Yeah, nine times out of ten, though, McDonald's. Now, now I want to try retry the steak and shake fries because I didn't know that they were that great. <laughs> Their crinkle fries are good. Anyways, yeah, McDonald's is not that good. Not that good, anyways. So anyway, you can get bison. a truck named after a bison <laughs> if that's your thing. Guaranteed, a thousand of them. Sold in North Dakota. Well, okay. So first of all, we have a bug in the house. A bug in here. Watch out! It's the winter. Where did it yeah, come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Anyway. You brought it from Texas. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I've been blamed for a lot of things this week that I had nothing to do with. I blame like the Texas. cold in Texas. Uh, Chevy technically, technically, these aren't sold out. Yeah. All of the dealer allocations are spoken for. So they probably all the dealers they decided they any? wanted a bison. So the dealer, there's a bunch of dealers that decided, yeah, we need one of these, and bought one or ten of these, whatever that number is. Right. But they didn't. They haven't actually sold to oh, a customer all two thousand of these. So if you want a bison, you need to start calling up dealers, and you can maybe get one. Probably get one. Probably get one. Because nobody knows these existed. Now. Now. We should figure now out what's know. different about it. It's got fog lamps, a okay. different grill. Okay. Yep. It's got wider fenders. All right. It's that's got good. some 17 by 8 wheels. I'm into Not it. Bad. It's got skid plates. Sweet. That's that's it. Sweet. Oh, it's got fancy bumpers with recovery points. That's good. No, you're going to need those too. That's it though. All right. Well, Plus it's got ex- different that. logos. It's got different logos. It's got stitched headrests. Buffalo. Do they use like buffalo skin leather? No, no. Nope, nothing that. Yeah, cool. but the hairy part. So it's just. It's <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm in. Now. They're That's hairy. Cool. They're hairy. Cowboy <laughs> tribal. Sweet. That's so much cooler than cowboy tribal. Get just like as the insert. That shit. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd Why be didn't great. they do that? You're gonna name it after a it's, giant cow. Why isn't you use bison part of it? a little itchy though? It's like it's pretty. It's, it's, coarse. Coarse. it's coarse. It's part of the experience. Uh, is it though? It You're is. You're not driving around naked. You got you got a buffer in between. Yeah, you got a shirt on. It's probably nice and warm in the wintertime. Maybe maybe the door panels can be trimmed. That'd be weird. No, because then your bare arms rubbing on it. Your bare arms rubbing. (laughs) Can you imagine trying to vacuum that? It's probably better than when it gets ground into the cloth or alicantra. Yeah, that shit. You can't get anything on it. It's really hard to clean. Anything like damp or wet on it because it screws it up. Yeah. So if you want a car named after a cow, that's your only option. 
Thank God. <laughs> I'm into it. I would drive. If they made an Avalanche Bison edition, Robbie would have seeked to that There's still out. some issues yep. with it, though. They said that they had some problems with the electronic throttle control. It's not very smooth. Those are, those are things you don't want to have problems with. And they still have the airbag problem, so... Oh, it's going to tip over, and, or almost tip over, then... Set the airbags yep. off. What you yeah. can't see in the picture that Robbie has here is that all the airbags are actually... Oh, is that what's happening? You can't <laughs> that's see in why the it's, that's, yeah. a, that's why it's a really low angle. That's the only shot they could get of it, yeah. so all the airbags are blown. Okay, yep. I got it. Fair enough. All right. Oh, also, it's $50,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a bit high. All right, what do we got here? Last one. Extreme E... Which is not a club drug. We decided it, that picture doesn't help either. It's the not picture, a club it drug. Like it's, it's, it's not a club drug in that picture yet. There's lasers and shit in that picture. That looks yeah. like a wall inside of a nightclub. Absolutely does. There has to be a line of club drugs called extreme. Extreme. No, there's no way there isn't. There has to be. There is for sure. Okay, so we're not talking about the club drug <laughs> that probably exists on this. <laughs> the racing series. Okay, the racing series extreme E. Will be the winner of that will be kept a secret for months. What are they calling this? A docu docu sport. Docu sport. Oh That's God, what I hate all of it so much. So they're gonna like do the whole season over a course of six months, record right. every race, yeah, everything, right. right? Throw out a shitload of teasers and then let it out. We oh, in week increments like on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. Right. Yeah. So it's literally like. A reality TV show. Yes. That's racing. That's yes. all it is. It's Survivor, but for cars. This is not going to For work. car racing. This isn't going to work. No. It's I mean, electric I... off-road SUV racing, which may be more interesting than Formula E, if I'm honest, if it was televised. Yes. Because that might be well, kind of interesting to watch. Because they're racing in parts that have been heavily afflicted by pollution and human damage. Okay, so... I hate everything about that. Like it's so, it's so like it. It just like it, it. It permeates with this like fake environmentalism and like actually giving a shit about yeah. a cause. You know how most people like they put their stupid Facebook banner picture bullshit around. And it's like right. hurricane, blah blah blah. It's like you don't give a fuck about any of those people. Don't don't act like right. It's virtue signaling. Don't act like you really give a fuck about any of those people that live there. Right. It's the Thoughts exact same thing. Thoughts, Thoughts and, and prayers. prayers. It's bullshit. Thoughts and prayers. It's all bullshit. Here's the thing. If you gave a fuck about any of those people, you would give them some money and not... not or donate it. your time. Not, not and, say a word about it. Right. You'd give your money, you'd support them in, in, in a tangible way, and then you'd move on. Putting that little Facebook banner thing around there just Doesn't makes you look anybody. like a douchebag. Doesn't help I'm anybody. Just telling you, don't... Please don't do that. Don't it's add him. Good. Don't add me about this. <laughs> I'm serious. This is one of those things that like really oh, actually pisses me off. I'm with because you. it's. It's it because it, it becomes a thing where you're you're not helping another human being. You're drawing attention to yourself, like you're yeah. somebody that gives a fuck about something. Yeah, I'm with you on this. That's one. that is that is you're the preaching to the choir. It's here. not yeah. selfless. It's selfish. selfish. It's really fucking annoying to me. I don't know why, but so it's how do you feel so about backwards. Facebook right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Facebook a whole lot. Not a real big fan of Facebook. No, I get that. So I, anyway, if you want to pretend like you're helping somebody, send them five bucks and. Don't tell anybody. That's the right way to do it. Yeah, so then now these people are going to go in, set up a race, destroy the area, and then leave. Nah, bro, they're electric. They're not going to hurt anything. Yeah, because the track and, the, and all no, that. It'll be fine, right? The spectators. You, you, what about all the trash and shit they're going to drag I'm through? I'm sure they'll pick, pick that up. Every single yeah, piece of it? dispose of it 
while they're there, while they're there, correct. are they going to take the money that they earned from this race series and reinvest it in the area in order to bring back the ecosystem? They should. They won't. I didn't see that in the <laughs> article at all. Didn't see it in the article a little bit. But and if if they do, we won't hear about it until the year later. Months because, later, when because the docu sport. Oh, that's right. That comes right. out. Well, by that time, the then it'll be the, the next season already. And, uh, the Amazon will have regrown and yeah. and it will be a non-issue. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, good. I, I don't hate the idea of doing like a docu series on your sport after the fact, but this is a live event. People are going to yeah. be there. That's the thing. You can't get all the spectators to sign have, NDAs. Yeah, you can, you're get, have, you can get drivers to, sure, but. No, wait, are we sure that this is a spectator sport? I'm not sure. Are we 100% that this is a sure? Spectator so sport. I don't even think there's going to even be people there. I don't think Well, there it has is. to be somebody, like, even by, in passing. No, I think it's just, just going to be the media. No, no, I think they're dragging you out to the middle of. Literally the middle Truly of nowhere. middle of nowhere. Right. And no one will be there. They're going to race around. If Ken Block can record GameCon uh, at 10 and no, and none of that footage gets leaked. Okay, this is making a little more sense. I guess I didn't realize that they were truly in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes it makes less sense, though, because there's no... It, it's it's not genuine. Like, if, if I can't go to a race series and watch Lewis Hamilton win, but you... Months later, presented to me like Lewis Hamilton won. There's no, there's nothing genuine about that. I can't prove that he actually did that. Where's the money coming from? Like, there's who's going to sponsor this? I don't know. Okay, the fact that it's in the middle of nowhere does make it more sense to do it on like a Hulu series. But you should do it real time. You know what I mean? Almost, even if it's not as polished. Why couldn't you live stream it and then? Tell the stories that you want to tell in your docu series afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Do the do the race. Now you got two things to sell. I mean, like McLaren did that documentary series uh, with Amazon about their racing season. Yep. And I know a lot of Formula One fans really, really liked seeing that behind the scenes stuff that goes on between seasons at McLaren. Yeah, I watched it. People loved it. Yep. I couldn't get into it. I thought see, it was I, I get into that shit. boring and dry and terrible. And I, I love that stuff. And I can see why you loved it. Exactly. <laughs> it's because you have I, bad taste in things. I was, what uh, saying. No, it's because I was learning about what McLaren does. It's because you don't like McDonald's French fries. That's, it's that's gross. what Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with humans are Michael gross. on this one. But, you know, and like, I think that that probably shored up some people's fan love for McLaren. It may have damaged some others, but I think, yeah. you know, like... There's no reason that they couldn't do something similar. Yeah, you could have yeah two season or s- series one would be focused on the race. Series two would be focused on the drama of the teams and yeah, you know, wherever you want. To, All the whatever. stories. Let's go. With the storylines. Story the storylines. What the hell was that? That's a weird noise. Did you hear that noise? Yeah. yeah, I did. Did you do it? It didn't come out of my computer. Did it come out of your computer? I don't think so. No, I think it was in the headphones. I thought it was your mic stand. Uh, Mike Sandy, something weird. That was weird. Sorry. Was anyway, back to the strange. conversation we're having. Sound like some, somebody fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> part of me wants that to be on the recording so they don't think we're crazy. Part of me, no, let's just, just leave it. Leave it. it. I'm not. Taking, just gonna I wouldn't it. take it. Huh? So no, no, I mean the sound. Yeah, 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 part yeah, of me yeah. wants the, everyone to have heard that. Um, the weird thing about this is they're positioning it, positioning it in a different time frame than Formula E when that series is running. Right. So the so why wouldn't you? pay someone to do a docu-series on the teams of Formula E, which, in my opinion, would be a way um, it, a way to market Formula E because I don't give a shit about Formula E. So if somebody could be like, you present the people 
and say like, Hey, yeah, you should care about this person. And like, Oh, we made this really cool documentary. And like, you know, there's some really great shooting and there's some cool stories associated with it. And you could pitch that to me. I might, you know, yeah, no, I might I, watch that and go, Oh, okay. And like, you know, I don't know anybody that's in the series cause I don't, I literally pay zero attention to it, but like, <laughs> you, you, you know, you might entice me to be like, yeah, maybe I don't hate formula E as much and they don't do as many stupid things. That to me would be like cheaper and a more marketable product, which then supports another product that you can sell people that you're already trying to sell right. people. So I don't understand. Like, and I don't, I don't think that this is necessarily associated with Formula E, but they're trying to position it so that oh, you're not watching Formula E. Well, you can watch Extreme E. Yeah. While you're on Extreme, well, you're on Extreme. Oh, maybe that's the key. You bring it all back together. You do a bunch of ecstasy and watch it. I get it now. I'm in. I like how uh, so Motorsport.com is where I pulled this from. Yep. And they're talking to the guy who is the the promoter or the main guy for this, and and they're like, so how do you expect us to cover this? Like, do you want us to cover this? You know, and they're like, yeah, well, we, you know, like we want the media to be a part of it, but we don't want them to give anything away and that's a very good question I don't have an answer to. <laughs> you're the, you're art- the guy. You're the marketing guy. <laughs> That's literally your job, bro. Come on. The article would literally be, they're in the Himalayas this weekend. Yeah. Here's a picture of them sitting in the pits. That's all I can tell you. We can well, tell you more in nine months. So the way the way I read it, like I think he wants them to talk about, like if there's a qualifying session, like it's fine to talk about who was fastest in qualifying, and it's fine to talk about... Maybe some of the highlights through the through the race, but you can't talk about who won at the end. But I think that if, say if you just take away the one thing like who wins, but you tell about all the other drama, like oh this car broke down, or you know this person was fast in qualifying, but they're doing really well in the race. That isn't no, that the whole you. isn't that the whole point of the series is to kind of build that drama yeah. and qualifying through the race? And yeah, he won. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think you could do this differently and be more successful. I don't think that racing, current racing fans are going to give a rat's ass about this. I, it, They're I, not going to be see, into it. I can they see just it, won't. I can see it being an interesting series to watch. I can see that. But at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, but he won like nine months ago. It's already it's next season now. I think they're also going to like really spend a lot of their time driving home the environmentalism part of it. Which I don't disagree that there are some parts of that that we need to be more conscious of. Certainly not disagreeing no, with that. No, we, we can all agree there. But I feel like they're going to make me feel bad about myself as a racing fan. They make one negative comment about my V8s. We're done. Well, yeah, but that's what, <laughs> you know, like I think it's going to be real underlying. Yeah, probably. But I think they're going to spend the whole time making me feel bad about myself as a racing fan who's destroying the environment systematically. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to have this be like, um, Grand Tour Top Gear videoistic styling budget style or is it going to be four idiots with GoPros you know like what? where's your production value like it's going to have to be how much are we high. investing it, it's it going to have to be Grand Tour level production value or you're not going to keep anybody interested you, you, like if you're going to be in the Himalayas you need that type of Budget B roll. Yeah, you can do. You some need to show me the Himalayas shots. So yes. don't waste my time. And then you need to cut to Sarah Sarah McLaughlin. You know, arms of the angels doing the yeah, whole. Like, absolutely. Everything's dead. Like standing in front of part of the rainforest where everything's dead. And right. for five cents a day, you can. You know. 
But don't show all your electric cars being powered by diesel generators. Don't don't, don't, don't do, do it. That. Don't that do be, it. It'll ruin that, the whole what was thing. That puff of black smoke what? in the background. Nothing. Look over here. Uh, That's the local tribesmen. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is. They're coming back. The area is repopulating with with the animals. It's it's just. It, there must have been a, a green tree they were burning. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's normal. It's just normal smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, Robbie's right about that. Wait, well, yeah, if you're in the middle of the Himalayas, yeah, how you, else are you going to charge these batteries? Solar power, Robbie. Wrong. They're going to set up wind generators and solar cells. Solar, yes, but you're not going to charge a car battery on that or a race car battery. Not on quickly, that. anyway. Oh boy, better come prepared. That's okay. They got till 2021 to figure this out, which means it's never going to happen. I didn't realize it was that far off. Either. Yeah, it's never going to. I happen. kept reading that number. I was like, wow, that's a long. Ooh. So you're not going to. They're going to start it in January of 2021. We're not going to see it until October, at best. Well, that's We're yes, never true. See that's it. their release date. Never going to happen. It's going to end up on YouTube. This, yeah, this this has a lot of things not going their way, but it. There are things that could work out of here. Part of me wants it to work. Yeah, because if we could, because I want to see. No, I kind of want to. I want to watch, watch the train wreck. It's going to be terrible, and I want to see it. How do you pitch this to drivers? Yeah, you want me to do what now? Or sponsors? Or sponsors? The annoying thing is, like the E, the green thing, is like a really pitchable. Yeah, sound yeah. bite right now because yeah, they can turn right. around and say we sponsor Extreme E, and they're like, "You should stop selling drugs to kids." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no that's not what it is." <laughs> no, not that kind of. Nah, e. It's a different kind it's of. It's a e. different E. They should. Somebody e is an electric. Somebody should not look into e is that. An ecstasy. Somebody should look into that a little farther. Maybe Extreme E is not the best name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, we can come up with that. You want some Extreme E? Hell yeah! Oh, yeah. Let's look that shit up. Yeah, I went to college, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's get wild. No, 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 it's electric oh. off-road racing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, there's passing. probably already a, 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 there's probably a, a series on drug addiction or like wild partying that's called Extreme already. <laughs> it's not a, it's, it's a bad name. It's yeah, a bad. It's not good. It's a bad, bad name. Like the, yeah, it's like about the raves in Miami or something. No, it is the Formula E guy. It, it is, is the same form- guy. It's the same guy. It's the same, same, same people. Yeah. That's that's disappointing. I have to get that figured out <laughs> somehow or another. Anywho, is that it? That's all I Should got. wrap it up? Yeah. Somehow we got the two hours. It's always two freaking hours. Two hours and two show. minutes. Oh, Sorry, I was just so excited about time attack. I understand. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else? Is there anything? Oh, shit. Carding. If it's Sunday oh, and you're listening yeah. to this. Yeah. So it's I, like, I, I it's too late. late. Something else. It's like, oh, so something we're missing. We are carding on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. The, the 24th. 24th. Or wait a second. No, right? That's a Sunday. 26th. 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 Yes. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, Monday, or maybe even Tuesday, if you want to come to Grimes, Iowa, and do some carding, yeah. uh, we will be there. Yeah. So February should, 26th. Uh, there's a event page we posted on the group. We'll probably bump it to the top. Your, yeah. Yep. Share it with your friends. Yep. It's not. A, it's not a, like a sanctioned thing. No, nah, we're, hanging out. Nah, we're, we're hanging out. We're hanging out. We'll do some laps. It'll be prove, a good time. Prove that you're faster than it's we been are. A few, it, you probably are. It's been three years since I've been there. Dude, it's, it's been pro- so long. It's been since before we started this podcast. Yeah. yeah it's I don't been think we've three been years since I've been there. I don't think we've done. I think any I've carding. been there once or twice since then, but not. But the group hasn't been there. No. Like us. No. We haven't been there. No. Did you do that when we were doing that? Yeah. Yeah. That was before we did longer than you. Yeah. Yeah. I did better than you. Because you were all like, I got to go to the gym, and this is really yeah. cutting into my gym time. And yeah, you started bailing coming. for the gym like every week. I did. Yeah, you were coming. like, I'm coming. Just kidding. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, he called me, or call you anti-social. You brought track dad with you a couple of times. I did. 
I did. I, yeah. Then yeah. the Jurassic Park uh, shooter up, shoot up game in the arcade. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yes. I do Put a couple dollars now. in there every time. I do remember. Logan this. has been there. So is he coming or no? Oh yeah, for sure. Bring your own helmet unless you want to have other human germs in your head. You got to wear a sock. Anyway. If you're worried about touching the gas pump handle, imagine that's got to be worse. <laughs> Somebody else's head sweat. Yeah, on your plus head. they're breathing. So if they have a cold, then they're breathing in the helmet. You can't wipe that away. Somebody else's head juices will be on your face. So <laughs> I think that's enough of a reminder. I think that will stick in people's minds, and they'll go, bring oh, your shit, own I helmet. helmet. I need to bring my helmet. They don't want to get the head juices on me. <laughs> I have a spare helmet if you want some of my head juices. <laughs> At least it's like a defined... Hit me up. Like a defined entity of head juices. Like, yeah. you know where they've come from. Yep. Like, those helmets, it could be anybody's uh, yeah, everybody face mucus them. in there. You know what I mean? Oh, there's Plus plenty of face mucus in my spare it's, helmets. And it's cold season. Everyone's sick. Everybody's and, and breathing no one, on people. Yeah, see, yeah, That's got to be worse than public transportation. It's equal. It is exactly. It's like taking public, public transportation and shoving your face in. What it. was that? <laughs> Colony forming units? CFUs? Yes, there's got to be 10 billion of them in there <laughs> per square inch or whatever it was. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good for your. Not good for you at all. So that's it. Come to that if you want to, or come if you don't want to. Like yeah, just come anyways. Fuck you. You should just show up. Booney will be there. Yeah. Why are you so antisocial? Yeah. Yeah. Robbie's coming. He hates people. I do hate people. I'll be there. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> All right, that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>